Ladies and gentlemen, we've tried to record this episode many times. I'm hungover. Dylan got sober. YOLO, can you check the levels? I'm already checking the levels as we speak. Yo, the levels are beautiful. I wouldn't say that they're beautiful. This is the, the fucking wrestler review, so we need to have... Grrr. We're wrestling. Meow. Meow. Dylan, this week we continue our one-year anniversary celebration oh it's a celebration for everyone ladies and gentlemen it's this a is month, part it's a month-long party like when tgif said goodbye to family matters <laughs> and then it moved to the friday night block on cbs for one season yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah last yeah, season yeah. was weird <laughs> i miss that about sitcoms i miss when sitcoms would just be like none of the main characters from the first season are on the show but it's still going that 70s show here's the crazy thing about especially like late 80s into the 90s sitcoms is the premises were fucking insane example but they tried to make them perfect strangers what a guy has a roommate and he's from another they place were related. That's they, they were related that was oh. like his cousin or something. <laughs> never met and he just was like yeah we'll live together and the guy he's like i'm from other country i'm crazy <laughs> and wasn't he though um oh balky my friend ross harrison who was like a weird like idiot savant when it came yeah. to comedy and he made a stop-motion animation, which was the Perfect Strangers movie, where they go to Balky's country, and it's ruled by a, a massive dictator, and they all get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the country I'm from is insane. My wife, she bleeds. Yeah. She bleeds from the neck. My wife, she is dead. There you go. that's good. Uh, my wife. That's a Borat, guys. Yeah. You remember... Ooh. You remember him? He was the Austin Powers of the mid-2000s. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, part two. Of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. This is the... Hulkamania years WWF style. Yes, because as we uh, addressed briefly in the first episode, I don't know if we did. (laughs) Maybe we did. But Hulkamania has already started. He already has a Hulkamania headband. Basically, what the Fed does for him, in a nutshell, is he gets... Uh, increased confidence. Yeah. Like, he really puts it all together. He becomes, like, a... He goes from, like, a really good performer to, like, top three of all time, and he adds the big boot. He adds that red and yellow, and uh, Rick Derringer, baby. Couple Rick of things, Derringer couple comes. Of the, better song that, than I, the Tiger. I'll throw that out that there. Dylan is absolutely wrong about. What? The red and the yellow, misconception, did not really become his full uniform until about 88. When Hulkamania starts, he would rotate trunk colors. Which I always liked. I think that's I way com- more interesting. I completely agree. What interest, what it, why the red and yellow always stands out in everyone's mind is that's what he always wore at WrestleMania. Ooh. Interesting, right? And by interesting, I mean very interesting. So it's like a, if you will, it's like Seth Rollins's white suit. Yes, the Power Ranger white suit. Oh, he wears it at WrestleMania. No, he just wears it for uh, big big events. That's true. Okay, now, but the other thing that no one makes clear is that is true. Thank you, John. It is true, Dylan. You're very good at your job. Well researched. Um, The other thing that's very important to notice, I think this is the time when Hogan also had the best heels, because the thing. Because and he also had a group of people around him that knew how to book for a big, strong, muscular baby mm-hmm. face. Because that's basically he was he was generic all American Bruno Sammartino. Like the Fed had already had this with Bruno. Yeah, because Bruno was their big fucking massive star, who apparently still is. Like a, like Ring of Honor still use him for when they need to go into Pittsburgh, and they're like, get Bruno to be the ring announcer, and they'll sell out. Which is crazy because it's like a. How the fuck Bruno Sammartino is still alive is insane. 
B, the fact that I would not, I don't give a fuck about Bruno Sammartino, but the fact that people are still like, yeah, I'll go see a guy who gives people. Well, he's like the last and best promoted, I suppose, at this point, because his, the guy, you know, his, his version, his company, the regional thing he was the head of is now the wrestling company. Yeah. But he's the last and best well-remembered regional draw. Yeah, he would be the last, he's like the last. Because Dusty even, Dusty could draw all over the country. Um, Flair obviously could uh, draw all over the South and into like the Midwest, but Bruno San Martino was pretty much New York, New York and Philly. Yeah, he was New York and Philly. But what's the thing that, and it's the reason why Hogan really works in the, and all that sort of stuff is that it's also the thing with it is that because they were in New York, he became the face of wrestling. Exactly. At a, yeah. At a time when New York was really, really cosmopolitan, a super-duper arts town. Andy Warhol was coming to events. MTV needed content, so they were partnering with them very quickly. You have the rock and roll connection. Hogan's also healthy and able to perform and is so fucking charismatic. It's so good. Iron Sheet comes in, so Backlund's the champion. Yes. All right, yeah, let's set the stage. Because basically, Vince... And we'll get into my massive conspiracy theory. Ooh, it... Guys... Wrestling Infowars has arrived. Yeah, I'm Alex. He's Jones. <laughs> Suck my dick, everybody. I eat red meat. I'm a man. Have you seen that one? I've seen so many things. I hate Alex Jones. Like, I fucking hate him. Yeah. Uh, here's, in my order of guys who are actual cucks, <laughs> Alex Jones. By the way, we went from, because we did, uh, John went on a tour of Canada, which means he went home for Christmas, um, and we pre-recorded, so uh, it was like episode by episode, I was watching, because we recorded a bunch when, when Cuck had just, we had just become aware of it, so everyone was already starting to get tired of Cuck on my Facebook feed in <laughs> North America, and then we said it every episode to the point where even making fun and saying you're getting tired of people saying Cuck was now lame, and we were <laughs> still saying Cuck. It was great. It was like <laughs> within the span, it was like the within the span of like two months, something had went from a one hit wonder to remember when. It was insane. Well, it's also because the world became incredibly dire. Yes. Like it's literally like, uh, we don't have time to be calling each other cucks. The world's on fire. Yeah. L- Linda, I had to delete a part where you were like, wouldn't it be crazy if Linda McMahon got a place in the White House? Like, I had to delete that. Yeah, because she did. <laughs> yeah. Linda McMahon. Ha- Donald also, Trump, who also, I by mean. By the wh- way, and guess who's in the fucking gallery watching her go through her fucking Senate House Committee fucking interrogation to be verified to be part of the cabinet is fucking Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. That's great. And don't think that not every single wrestling fan in the world made a video where their fucking theme music played, because they did. (laughs) That's the bittersweet thing. When you like wrestling, it's like, oh, cool, wrestling people are in the White House. You're like, oh, actually, that's very bad. That's very bad. That's very bad. It's a very bad thing. The Uh, fact that Hulk Hogan also... It's so funny because... I forgot about this until recently, but... Former presidential candidate Hulk yeah, Hogan? former president, because Jesse Ventura did it. But this is pre... This is pre him and Jesse even hating each other. Hulk, mm, like, Well, okay. It's, it's bubbling. This, let's set the stage. So Bob Backlund is the champion. Now... Yes. Bob Backlund got the championship because of a few factors that are insane. Before Backlund was the champion, who was the champion? 
Superstar Billy Superstar Graham. Billy Graham. This is also when Vince McMahon starts working for his dad. Now, Superstar Billy Graham was the first time they tried a heel champion after a couple of failures, particularly Pedro Morales was the champion. So they put it on Superstar Billy Graham. Superstar Billy Graham fucking sells the place out. Is so charismatic. If you guys watch his promos now, they are still so awesome and weird because there's no music or anything. It's just a commentator saying... And no superstar Billy Graham is walking to the ring. Vince McMahon is so weirdly jacked. And then this super duper steroided man gets in the ring and loudly, badly speaking into microphone, talks about how he eats steaks and loves chocolate cakes. He's too hot <laughs> to handle, too cold to hold. Um, while the Grand Wizard just walks around yelling stuff. Just, yeah, yeah. Sells out the garden. Everyone wanted to see this guy be beat. Vince Sr., two things. Uh, he's a hippie and he's on steroids. Yeah. Like, that was his character. Yeah, his, yeah. his character is he's... Up. Muhammad Ali, the hippie who works out. That's yeah. three things I hate. Yeah. I don't like anything about this man. Ugh. He's not an Italian. You're Irish. Shut up! Anyway, <laughs> Vince McMahon had already made a deal. He planned his championship changes a year to two years in advance and would always stick to that plan, which is how two dead men ended up being the champ. Anyway, um... Bob Backlund was going to get the title in 18 months. Billy Graham was selling out, and his son was like, no, keep it on this guy. This is the guy that we need to go with. I think planting the seed for Vince, always believing that the biggest guy should be the champion. Bob Backlund gets the title. Their revenue starts dropping, and they're going nearly bankrupt, which is how Vince is able to buy the company from his nearly dying dad. Backlund doesn't draw in the same way. Also, Eddie Gilbert in Florida and Vince McMahon Sr. were very, very good friends and made a bet to see if uh, Vince McMahon Sr. could get Backlund over, and he claimed he won the bet because he put the belt on him. Eddie Gilbert disagreed because Vince McMahon nearly went bankrupt. If Backlund had not been the champion, Vince may not have thought to go the Hulk Hogan route. He may have stayed with the traditional WWF route of always keeping an ethnic champion that appealed to the New York crowd. May not have ever been able to do the territory. And Jim Crockett promotions may be the dominant wrestling promotion that we have in North America. I don't believe so. I just believe that, first of all, uh, Vince McMahon was very into... like Vince McMahon's belief system on how to promote wrestling very much became what the 1980s was all about. I... Absolutely agree. Because if you but, look at Vince McMahon, he's a, he loves like uh, apparently he lo- in the the man loved a fucking leisure suit. Uh, like loved a leisure suit. Loved a leisure suit. Right. Loved- the only thing the difference between Vince McMahon on camera and off was that tie's fucking coming off. The tie's coming off. Some buttons are being undone because Vince McMahon. He's showing off the chest. Oh, he's letting you know he worked out his traps. Oh, he's buddy. letting you he fucking lo- know. There's a trap, and it's called looking into his eyes. <laughs> he got caught into it. All right? Um, now, here's but the thing. But that's what I'm saying. All right, uh, I just want to finish my point before. Because Backlund, Fla- even Flair, like people like that, like we throw like guys who are great wrestlers during the era, uh, Steamboat, let's say, like guys who are like really great workers. They're good because what wrestling was was these people think it's real, and then the 80s, everyone knows it's fake. And what they do is they got a guy like Hogan who's larger than life and unlike a lot of guys, it's believable that none of these people could really hurt him. Absolutely. And he is the, he's a superhero in the way and that 80 superheroes are where it's like in 22 minutes, they're going to show a bit of weakness, but not really, and then win and then have time to say something fun. And he also poses. He's fucking charismatic. He's with yeah, exactly. Kids. Well, that's the thing. That's what uh, Bruce Pritchard says on Hogan the on pose. his podcast. Yeah, exactly. All the time is Vince's thing was Hogan must pose because that it's the eighties. So and it ends everything on a positive note. Yeah, By the it's, way, it's it's the fucking it's the it's the end of the GI Joe episode 
where they all look at the thing and say it also creates a natural st- storyline conclusion to everything exactly. which is Hogan gets beaten down on television da, 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 yep. da, da, da. Hogan comes in he beats the Iron Sheik in a match that's so fast I didn't realize how quick that match was yeah and you only see the thing where she kicks out at the end and you're like oh why did that happen Oh, because Hogan like leg dropped him, and the and the thing is what they do. Uh, well, so Backlund he- loses to the Sheik because uh, because they didn't want to have face versus face. Yeah, Vince hates S- faces, and I agree. It also helps set up a an American thing, like American hero versus. Yeah, because they have the, the Ayatollah has what kidnapped some GIs. No, that's point. way later. Nope, that happened right then. You're right. That had happened yeah. a few years beforehand. That happened in '80. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, they have so they have the evil Sheik win the title. Hogan beats him in a leg drop, breaks the camel clutch, beats a leg drop. Just like if you everything to put this guy over as like a superhero, you've done because he yeah. beats him in like three minutes. And it's also one of those things where, and look at the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik looks like a fucking cartoon villain. Yeah, right down to the mustache. Yeah, giant mustache and also I want to throw this out fucking there. Fucking boots, yes. When they had Seamus coming there, like, oh, Seamus, you know, stupid. And he's already done the Ninja Turtles movie, right? I think a great look for Seamus would be shave that goddamn head, get a handlebar mustache. It's a great strongman look. I haven't seen that look in years in wrestling. I agree. I also hate Seamus, and I think he's a dick, but... Oh, I mean, thinking he's a dick has nothing to do with having to shave... I guess, no, Cesaro already has that. But Cesaro has kind eyes, and for some reason they're doing this James Bond gimmick thing for no reason, but he's also a lifeguard, and I love it. The thing, all right. So they're doing Hogan talking about Cesaro, but quickly I will say this. But they're very, the I, idea behind the James Bond gimmick is he can legitimately speak seven languages, and he is like a foreign correspondent for like five countries because they're like, who in the office can speak that language? Cesaro can, but they just don't stress it. Like they yeah. don't like he never is like, okay, I'll do that uh, again in Portuguese. You know what I mean? Like he never does that uh, on TV, but he could. He can speak seven languages. And the only thing apparently in his diet, apparently he is on such a strict diet, the only thing that he likes is coffee because it's the only thing he can have with like flavor. It's like black coffee. So he's like, oh, I can taste the different roast in this one. Oh, oh I'm just going to look out a window and watch a cat. But everything else is just like time for pure protein drink in the morning. <laughs> Tofu with a grain of salt. So is he one of those vegan... Bu- like, also, by the way... Here's the difference in terms of big men. Imagine Cesaro in the 80s v. Hogan, how fucking crazy that would be. That would be amazing. It would be fucking spectacular. It would be because, yeah, wrestling has, Hogan's very much at this time, you can see how much bigger he is. Uh, Oh my God. In like the, because you watch him in WCW and it's like, this is a svelte Hulk Hogan. Because in the WWF, Jesus, mother Especially fucking Christ. not WrestleMania 1, but WrestleMania 2 and 3, he's so fucking roided up. But as a weird body where he doesn't ever get muscle definition, um, WrestleMania 1 is built, 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 built. I truly believe WrestleMania 1's ability Well, you can pretty much sell. go WrestleMania's. Each WrestleMania you can talk about. This is the fun thing about doing a Hogan episode is because you do an episode about like Stone Cold, I'm sure we'll do, where The Rock feuds last months with Hogan. You can pretty much talk about a WrestleMania and talk about the feud that he had that year with those with yeah. that one guy. So WrestleMania 1 is Roddy Piper. Is Roddy Piper, but also Paul Orndorff. And the interesting thing about Paul Orndorff is he 
along with Macho Man, were the best drawing uh, house show loop they ever did. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's also because look at the look of the opponent. And also it's a legitimacy of thing of, I think the reason why Mr. Wonderful, and I remember going back being like, oh, I wish Hogan would fight more guys like this. Yeah. Is because it's not about like, he's not a big monster that he's going to slay. He's just like a jacked actual wrestler that would attack Hogan. And it's more devious. I always think Hogan as a performer is better when he's with like, he's against like devious asshole heel. Mm -hmm. Like the program he did with Ric Flair when he first arrived in WCW, I know we're jumping the gun, but I'm just using this to make a point, is the most interesting Hulk Hogan feud because he is the doofus hero versus diabolical villain. And I think Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to jump ahead because he's also, we'll have to talk about that later. No, no, we have to talk about that later when we do the WCW episode next week. By the way, we're doing four parts of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, we introduced that. Yeah, but we do, um, but he comes in and feuds with Flair in the WWF as well. Yes, but they don't do it the same way. They yeah. do it much more with Macho Man and Flair. But it's kind of like you've done it. Like once they've done, they do the WCW thing. It's like oh Hogan and Flair again. It's like they've done it. They did it with Flair. I, see, I love. We're, we're jumping the gun. Super, super. I know that's we one are. of the biggest. Um, like yeah, Hulkamania has just started. WrestleMania one. Uh, the thing. The Roddy Piper feud. Can we talk about? Is yeah. So fucking good mm-hmm. the shit that they have roddy piper do he basically invents the method the feds still use to get bad guys over of like beating up people in the crowd calling bruno sammartino a wop attacking everybody <laughs> talk show like going after andre the giant who at the time is hogan's best friend and not giving a fuck yeah constantly attack they attack a kid the he was way ahead of his time man if he would have come around 10 years later and had if they, because he was a good heel because he had a bad, like his finish wasn't anything special. The sleeper, which they basically yeah. gave him in WCW in the 90s. Like he didn't have any sort of move. He just mm-hmm. punched people. Yeah. He just won the match. His finisher was like hit with object, roll up. Yeah. Scream loudly, yell a bunch, be somewhat racist, leave. <laughs> exactly. Um, the thing with Piper also going into that is Piper very very smartly never tried to present himself as tougher than hogan he tried to present himself as smarter than hogan and also he pulled backstage politics and never fucking lost clean to hogan yeah and hogan has a very interesting interview with uh, jericho uh, which i recommend you all listen to if you haven't but um he basically says if roddy piper would have just jobbed to him yeah then he would have given him the title and it's like, but that's not, but I just kept thinking, like, that's not how stories work. And also, Hogan. Like, if Spider-Man is against the Rhino, he doesn't then first beat the Rhino, and then the Rhino beats him. Well, because the thing with it is is that... He wanted to be able to trust him, he said. He wanted to be able to trust him. Well, the thing is, is Rowdy was an outsider and was crazy and kept getting arrested was part of the problem. Yeah. But Rowdy was also smart going, no, you never would, you never would beat this guy. You would yeah. never beat me. And Roddy was fucking smart because it meant that people kept wanting to fucking see that guy. And it was also something they could call back to years and years later. Yeah, which they did. Yeah, Which they absolutely did. And also it built to such a fever pitch where WrestleMania 1 apparently was sold on... The thing that put it over the top was the idea of Mr. T Wrestling. But also in the New York market and in Long Island in general, apparently why there was such a big walk-up on the day because they thought they were going to be fucked what basically saved them and made them all their money back was all those closed circuit locations everyone just walked up on the day and they were all sold out 
suddenly, mm-hmm. but if you looked at them nine o'clock in the morning, the day of WrestleMania, like Vince McMahon and Linda were losing their house, and the it was over. The expansion was fucked because yeah. of that. But what it apparently was was every wrestling fan was like. We finally are going to see this fucking asshole, this sniveling dick who's been attacking everyone get pinned by Hogan in the middle of the ring. They got to do it, and they didn't even give it to them then. It was Orndorff pinned, not Roddy. Mm-hmm. And that was great because that kept them coming back. That was one of the big selling points of WrestleMania too. So much so that then people turned and started loving Rowdy after he got super hurt and he retired WrestleMania three. I think that the booking of that was spectacular. The rage that people feel for Roddy Piper, the amount of threats he had, and also when you go back and look at those Piper's pits, like if you understand it in history, Jimmy Snuka was the biggest fucking thing in that territory before Hogan came. He was the biggest babyface, um, and yeah. would have been the champion. He was like a one A to Hogan. He would have been like if Jimmy Snuka was was a bit younger and, and not wasn't, a yeah, and wasn't Jimmy Snuka, like wasn't a drug. Uh, drugman. Um, yeah, then they would have just gone with Jimmy Snuka because he, you didn't need as many. It turned out they did need interview guys. Yeah. Um, for what wrestling has turned into and what I mean, the '80s. You stick Jimmy Snuka on a TV show versus Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's just like a charismatic, lovely. Yeah, way more, way more eloquent. Has a kinder face. He's also just like a big dude. Like yeah. Usually, like I said this in the Nash episode. I said in the first part of the Hogan episode. There's nothing like having a guy that's super big because the Big Show almost got in comedies because of this. Who's also just an affable, nice guy with like a personality. Yeah, you. The expectation of a large man is like basically a Braun Strowman type guy, where it's like, "What's your personality?" Well, he's super fucking big, and he hasn't had to do anything because he's big, and his whole he's life he's just meanie, been big. Yeah, yeah, he's just a big old meanie. So that's WrestleMania one, uh, and the thing is. It's very much Hogan versus Orndorff, Piper versus T. Uh, Mr. T, and Mr. T at this time is like having, is there anything, like who would be comparable? It'd be like if Ben, like not Ben Affleck, <laughs> but like who would be comparable now that would be like having in a WrestleMania where you get a lot of buzz like. What's, uh, uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? I don't Why think. Scott Kahn. <laughs> yes, it'd be exactly like having Scott Con. It would be like Scott Con. <laughs> but what's weird is, and I remember this. He's on a super big. Anyway, if you I don't know, mom, he's coming I, off Rocky. Because the other thing show. is, my mom was like, she was aware and almost went or did go to WrestleMania. She was like, mm. it was a thing you did. Like everyone was yeah. like, what? Like what is this nonsense? Like it it captured people's imaginations in a big way. And was like the flavor of the month for the first time. It also, and it's weirdly less talked about, but the rock and roll connection. Cindy Lauper was fucking huge. Yeah, she won a Grammy, and Captain Lou Albano was there. Yeah, like, and by the way, <laughs> he. No, wait, no. Uh, Hogan was there. Hogan was her bodyguard at the Grammys. Yeah, Hogan was her bodyguard. Her fake bodyguard, at, whatever. Bodyguard at the Grammys, and Captain Lou Albano, who, by the way, apparently was the biggest drunk professional wrestling has ever seen. No, which is kind of like saying I'm, you know. I don't even know what the analogy is, but apparently he would just drink <laughs> bottles of vodka and then yell at Vince McMahon. <laughs> it's so funny. Captain Lou Albano, yeah. So they bring in... Like, Freddie Blassie, part of, I guess, Freddie Blassie's job was to just keep Albano distracted. <laughs> so this is... They've basically so- made Hulk Hogan... Um, 
they made Hulk Hogan like into the into the real life superhero but thing. In, but, they but start a nine hundred number. They basically invent that business. They start a nine hundred number. They basically they have now cornered the pay per view market because yeah. of this guy. They're expanding into cable because of this guy because people yeah. want to see him so badly. They are researching ways so you you don't get bald because of this guy. <laughs> yeah, expand on that. They and this you can find it on Bruce Pritchard's podcast. They would spend and in. One month they spent, it's either 15 or 50, I can't remember the exact figure, 15 or 50,000 American dollars editing out Hulk Hogan's bald spot out of um, syndicated programming. So Um, funny. If you also look at how wrestling was presented. And that was because of Hulk Hogan himself. Hulk Hogan himself. Which is funny because I always thought one of the great things about Hulk Hogan and what made him better than like a Kerry Von Erich or what made him better than um, the reason why a guy like... Roman Reigns maybe doesn't work is because these guys, Kerry Von Erich and Roman Reigns, are like too perfect. perfect. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan, yes, he's six foot eight. Yes, he's all these things, but he's also a bald dude. Yeah, he's a so. Bald. Also, he's- it's easy to get sympathy on a guy when he's getting beaten down, and he's sweaty and bald because <laughs> you're like. Like, he's huge, yeah, when he flexes, you're like, look at the size of this dude, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, maybe Orndorff's beating, or Piper's getting the best of him, and he's crunched down the corner, and he's, like, lying in the corner, reaching for the bottom rope, and he looks up at the camera, and you're just like, oh, this is an old man being beaten up by this, like, young, fast guy. Hopefully, like, my dad will remember what he used to be like, and beat down the young man. So now we're going to move on to uh, WrestleMania 2. Keep and, in mind, that's when when WrestleMania 1 happens, how old is Hulk Hogan? He's like 34? 32. He is one year 32. older than us. <laughs> that's insane. He's one year older than us. But we're also not six foot eight. And also, yeah, we don't have thick dicks and the charisma of a thousand <laughs> men. I mean, I think I do. Yeah, uh, but yours is yours is a Cheswick. It's it's vast like a plate, but shallow like a pool. I have a one inch dick. It's fifteen feet wide. It's yeah. like a baby. When I come, it fucks you up. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like getting yeah. punched by a bouncer. Now, WrestleMania yeah, yeah, two yeah, yeah. is one of the most unwatchable bags of shit. Oh yeah. Well, that was the multi location. Oh, it's the multi location one. Which is the, the first way- WrestleMania I ever saw, and I was like, I don't think I like WrestleMania. <laughs> it is so bad because also the celebrities involved are awesome. Ozzy Osbourne, like. Every fucking person. Ozzy Osbourne doesn't know it's fake based on the commentary and is just enamored and shocked by the entire <laughs> thing. Well, this is mid-80s doing lines of ants, this Ozzy. Is, this is Ozzy Osbourne. I don't remember this period of time. <laughs> I blacked for about four years. One of those. Yeah. Th- this is one of the many times when Ozzy constantly kept trying to murder his wife. Now, Jesus Christ. Now, WrestleMania 2 also. First time we see the big blue cage. Oh, Yeah. Once again, very important because it's like way less intimidating than steel <laughs> than the like fucking fence that the NWA has. Also, the beginning of the stipulation of you climb out. Okay. They didn't have that before. Before it was you just, just a pen in a cage. Yeah. You just beat the shit out of each other in a cage. Yeah. I. The climb out thing's a stroke of brilliance. I love it because. The sight lines for having stuff in a cage. As a guy who's seen a UFC, a couple of UFC events, this is horrible yeah. because you can't really see anything happening. You just see it when it ha- after it happens. It also gives it a different dynamic, which is you're not going to see guys just wrestle 
and hit each other in the face using a cage, you're going to see guys trying to climb out of a cage, trying yeah. to walk out the door. It also gives you a variety of different finishes. I love it. It's also the reason why they have to go with the big blue cage is when they came up with that finisher, they also realized Hogan is a giant person who probably mm-hmm. can't climb the fucking steel fence thing. Mm-hmm. So they went with the big blue cage. Oh, also, that makes yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Also because they wanted to be able to like get Bundy to climb it, who was so fat and couldn't do it. <laughs> If you if that's the stipulation though, and you look at those two people, you're like, well, I think one Hulk Hogan's the only one that can actually climb. A well, fence. that's also the addition of the door. This is also Bobby the Brain Heenan basically coming in and really fucking starting his feud with Hogan. Yeah, this is the first Saturday Night Main Event. You also notice the feud is basically Heenan versus Hogan, and then like we talked about in the first one, Hogan's so big it's so hard to get someone to be against him essentially to be a viable the physical threat to him they have bobby the brain heenan who's a great like obviously Talker. one of the best of all time uh yeah on the mic uh just be like we need someone big wrestling experience not applicable like not necessary not necessary and also hulk hogan's looking at braun Strowman right now just with a hard dick every oh Monday. my god because he wants his wife <laughs> get those nipple rings off him yeah you look does he have nipple rings he did when he first came in like there was a not a big hubbub, but like a certain, there was a part of the internet, uh, one of my favorite parts of the internet, where everyone was just like, "Yeah, if you're if you're making this guy like a big dude from the woods, why does he have such a baloney nipples and be like like in living color earrings on his nipples? Like he would wear a tank top, and you could just see these huge nipples with even bigger nipple rings. Oh, what are It was like a double pepperoni pizza. They do have beef mm-hmm. nipples, don't they? Oh yeah. I like it. Oh, this my dick hug. It's almost weirder when someone has no nipples, though. Who have you seen that has zero nipples? Like guys with really small nipples? I guess so. I'll think of some next week. This guy, Ian Paris, who I used to know when he used to hang out at a guitar shop in mm-hmm. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, he had very small nipples, and he told me, he's like, girls dig small nipples on dudes, and I was like, I don't think that's true. Uh, <laughs> and then you fuck him up. I you beat the shit. Bite him? He was also the only guy I've ever met who thought the 69 position was the worst. I <laughs> 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 I love I love <laughs> high school where people haven't done something so they just say it's the worst. That man was in his mid 20s. Uh Really? <laughs> yeah, he maybe he's never 69. Never 69. Also, one last thing, everyone who is listening to this right now, Please continue to harass Graham K. That's at Graham K <laughs> on Twitter. Is it Graham K Comedy on Twitter? Is that Graham K Comedy? Yeah. Graham K Comedy on Twitter. He has officially said that wrestling is bad. <laughs> and it's, and it's a waste of all of our time. And I now want you, if you are a troll, attack him. <laughs> People have been begrudgingly doing it. Yeah. I don't want begrudging. I want his. I want his Twitter feed destroyed. I'm talking. Just the word come tweeted at him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Make him cry. We are Hulk Hogan. He is King Kong Bundy. You are our big boot and our leg drop. Now, let's talk about the WrestleMania 2 match in the cage. It is so fucking bad. Hogan is supposed to have broken ribs. For some reason, wears something that looks like he's wearing a diaper. He rips it off at some point and, like... Bundy kind of squishes him. Bundy, by the way, is a young man. Oh, yeah. He's like 22 and was pushed so big. He was um, Fritz von Erich's like big discovery and was like, this guy's going to be the fucking terror of the mall. Was he not in the Monster Factory like Larry Sharp? Uh, maybe. 
I know he was. Look that up. I know he was Fritz von Erich's last match. Really? Was yeah. King Kong Bundy? Like Fritz von Erich was like, this guy's perfect. <laughs> Look at him. Look at his body. The thing with territories is that like Fritz was very smart at creating opponents for his son. It was very much similar to how Vince was very good at getting opponents for Hogan. Is you just get, and it's why the Freebirds and the Von Erichs work so well. Is the Freebirds were the combination of a monster, an amazing worker, and a great talker. Mm-hmm. That could just go beat the shit out of the various Von Erics for years. Yeah, uh, King Kong Bundy was trained by uh, Larry Sharp and also wrestled in the old Monster Factory. Yep. Yeah, we're both very smart and good at our jobs. Now, WrestleMania Two is also very significant because it's also the beginning of Saturday Night's main also, event. Also, we want to. Uh, he was uh, he was like twenty eight when he, WrestleMania Two happened. So if you're uh, wrong and an idiot. 22? Oh, maybe uh, maybe I will experiment with guys. 28? I do not like guys. Not to what? talk to. That's not true. Not to talk to, not to kiss, not to anything. All right? 22? Ooh, ooh, is this is this Bob Marley? I guess I'd never listened to that before. 28. Bob Marley's so yesterday. Hillary Duff style. You All mean right? by Bob Marley, you mean main comedian Bob Marley, correct? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there is a comedian named Bob Marley, and he's he's a good comedian, but he's his name's Bob Marley. And like, he, is, what? he is so popular in Maine and northern Massachusetts, like, is legitimately a multimillionaire and just performs in that part of the world yeah. and is... So famous. He's that part of the role in Eastern Canadian comedy festivals. <laughs> he, is, he is like 1986 Hulk Hogan famous. Yeah. Also, Saturday Night Live main, uh, Saturday Marley night, must pose. Saturday night main event starts around this time. Yes. Dick Ebersol comes in. A couple of things they start doing. They start making all of the arenas look like they're for television. When they're shooting television, the crowds are lit. There's banners everywhere. The ring crew, like if you look at WrestleMania one, it looks so shit. By the there's wires everywhere and it's all confusing. Yeah. By WrestleMania two, they're starting to clean it all up. By the time you get to WrestleMania three, it is smooth and nice. Well, the music WrestleMania two super loud now, yeah. so you can hear it at home. It's recognizable. They talk about it. The way that Gorilla Monsoon's talking on commentary is much more telling of a story. You get Jesse Ventura really fucking amping it up as the heel commentator. I would say. Best bad guy commentator there ever has been. And it's so sad that him and Jim Ross just don't like each other. Because imagine how good that would have been if that was the voice of the fucking Monday Night Wars on Raw. I mean, you need a new voice, though. Like, I understand what I you're don't. saying, but you always need... you. Even if someone's amazing, you need a, a, to have a new era of something. You need a new... You need a new voice. You need a new face type thing. I still fucking love i still want gorilla monsoon and jesse ventura to be the fucking voices of wrestlemania they were the fucking best it wouldn't make sense now because like it's back to kind of like it's back to they that. don't do blood um they don't do i bl- mean no gorilla monsoon would be horrible now what a maneuver yeah what a maneuver right what a bre- maneuver right when do the- they stop flipping what a maneuver oh right in the bread basket jess um but jesse ventura the thing that's the best about jesse ventura is jesse ventura was so good at pointing out all of the shit the good guys did and never got in trouble yeah. for like it was a stroke of fucking genius i love him anyone who doesn't like him is bad <laughs> so this is the during the point where i mean it might be before this but i think vince mcmahon kind of realizes with the king kong bundy uh hogan match and uh how it kind of didn't like it wasn't as big as WrestleMania one. It did okay, 
Um, but he basically realizes, wait a minute, I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to have a really good a wrestler at all and face no. this guy. The crowd still goes fucking crazy. Yeah. For what's a terrible match during a terrible event? Yeah. Um, Hogan also climbing out of the cage leads us to another big pose. You also get Bobby Heenan's reactions as he's losing this match are the fucking. He is such a bitch. Like he's just like <laughs> also. My asshole smells like McNuggets. Um, <laughs> John eats so healthy. He's in any McDonald's yesterday, and then that's is one of those healthy guys. Like I can't believe I got through. I got I got to. Uh, if you can call it chicken, oh, I'm crying. I have a top hat on. I, John has a top hat on. I do have a top hat on. It makes me look like a dainty gentleman. I just <laughs> like fucking McNuggets, man. I fucking love them. Who doesn't? Are McNuggets the one? Well, this is this might be one of those things where I just heard someone say it, and now I'm repeating it because why not? Like everything else at McDonald's is like basically made so when you add ketchup to it, it tastes like the greatest thing in the world. But McNuggets are the one thing where they're like, well, no, we've genetically modified this to be addictive or something. Because like you can not eat McDonald's for years, but still be like, oh, McNuggets. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Why is genetically modified food bad? Because of all the chemicals it's introducing into our body, but they're also doing things like they're trying to make meat in a factory. Yeah. Because they're just they're like we gotta f- do something about it because yeah. factory farms are destroying the planet in many ways. Yeah. But like no one knows what the byproducts of that are gonna be. Yeah. But when those corporations figure it out, like how gross McDonald's is gonna get then is like it's gonna be good. Yeah. Where'd you get this hamburger? Made it in a fucking lab, <laughs> queer. I just don't like how it's like uh, science good for some things, not good for others. Science, make me potatoes, Dylan. I'll eat the potatoes. <laughs> Those are gonna be up. That's gonna be on my tombstone. Uh, he ate too much, <laughs> too many too, potatoes. He ate too many taters. All right. He's still going back and forth from Japan as, yeah, as of '86. I was about to bring that up. I was like, what is he doing? Is he, he's still going back and forth in Japan. Yeah, because up until the Hulkamania boom, he really makes most of his money in Japan. All right, going back and forth to Japan. We're now building to. The Andre feud, which is so fucking good. Is the Andre feud... Now, here's the... The weird thing is, Hulk Hogan has... This is 1987. Yeah, because Hogan... By the so, way, Hulk Hogan, with this feud and the Mega Powers one, is peaking. Yeah. Like, because the Mega... I don't think he can get really better than the Mega Powers. And the Mega Powers is, by the way, the only time the WWF has ever been able to pull off a year-long yeah. feud that they just culminate, and then that, then that's done. And it's also been said, like Dave Meltzer said, they could have got like another maybe four to six months out of that feud. Yeah, like he has said, and I actually agree, he's like, you didn't need to have him win at a WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he could have just done a DQ or something, and then he wins it at like the next big pay-per-view. Because this also would have been a better way to get the title on Warrior if he beats Macho. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's kind of weird to have WrestleMania. The concept of WrestleMania obviously is amazing, but it's kind of weird to like know how something's. You know, it's gonna end in a weird way. But at this point, you. I don't. guess the season finales are like that too. Yeah, it's also yeah. one of those things where you don't. And I think at some point they are. They have ended them on a downer before. They've had Triple mm-hmm. H go over WrestleMania 16, also known as WrestleMania 2000. Whoa. Um, like. Seth Rollins winning it at WrestleMania 31 was a, like mm-hmm. a big surprise and not necessarily the most exciting thing. Yeah, that was amazing. That was, by the way, the, of all the WrestleManias, this and Hulk Hogan was even there. That WrestleMania was gearing up to be the most disappointing ever, 
and was so fucking good. Yeah, these people know what they're doing. And everyone forgets this, but for big shows, oh yeah, for the spec- WWE still knows what they're doing. It's just the next night they don't know. Like there's no this is what how wrestling it kind of sounds weird, but this and now a lot of people are very nostalgic about the 80s time period, but this is the this is how storylines are supposed to work because if you look at the UFC, the UFC everyone's like, "Oh, I care so much more about UFC the UFC fight than blah blah blah." That's because anything you'll look forward to anything and think it's you your mind can go a different places if you're like literally thinking about that same thing for 4 months. Yeah. Or that one fight for like like a month. If you're just looking forward to one fight for a month and those people don't they're in the same room, but they're never really even in the gear they're going to fight in. Because that's another thing no one talks about is like, during this time, like you wouldn't even see Hulk Hogan in an op- like and an opponent in the same gear they'd be fighting in. It would just be Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he'd be in his shorts, but he'd be in like a Hulkamania t-shirt with a headband. He'd be in a Hulkamania t-shirt. He'd be in entrance attire until that night when he took the entrance attire and like, holy fuck, it's going to happen. They do a stare down. Yeah. You know? and he, Andre like, didn't wear fucking entrance, uh, at, like his wrestling shit at all unless it was he was going to get in the ring. Which is no, great. He'd be in a fucking 70s leisure, oh, leisure yeah. suit. Now, the Andre feud is also amazing. This is Andre basically sit, like beginning his wind down and his slow retirement. Yeah. This is when he, in this apparently... Uh, he does this exact match in three different territories or something. Like he yeah, did he one Hogan, Anoki, and then there was another one. Puerto Rico? Yeah. I, I, I only remember it being those two, but there might have been a third. I know he does it, and it's basically the exact same match with the yep. body slam against yep. Anoki. Yeah. And with Hogan, and yeah. that he was those two the people are like, they'll pass the torch. It's interesting that this is him sort of retiring, but he appears as a wrestler. In the next three WrestleManias. Yeah, but he's very much it's like the Japanese type style role where it's he's now in tag matches, you're hiding him a lot more. Like he can't do a match anymore. Yeah. This is his final like and the thing and this is very big because where the Inoki match is like of course he's gonna job to Hogan and Inoki. And the thing is Andre is very much protect like he's protective of his spot to the point where he hated anyone over like six six. Yeah, hated like Big John Stud. Apparently, like he tortured the shit out of yeah. Big John Stud. If you also understand, everyone like, thinks all oh, the gentle giant Andre the Giant. No, he was a fucking drunk monster asshole. That's <laughs> the thing is that's the weird thing about wrestling, especially in this time period. It's like, oh, that guy was great, except for the fact that he was a lunatic. <laughs> of course, he was a lunatic. He was born. He was born with a disease that then became like, look at the freak. Yeah. <laughs> we can make money off his stupid monkey face. Yeah, look at him. Kiss him! The French monkey fat boy. Apparently someone saw him having sex with a Japanese girl and they described it as a lion mauling a dog. <laughs> oh god, that's awful. Um, the rest Bro. of the... <laughs> What's also interesting is you have it all sort of tying in, which is Roddy Piper comes back, restarts Piper's pit. Yep. He gets the rub and him and Hogan sort of bury the hatchet. That leads to... um. He restarts Piper's Pit, sorry. Yeah, he restarts Piper's Pit after beating the shit of Adrian the Adrian Adonis, who for, for some being reason gee. is his his gimmick by the way is Adrian Adonis is gay now. <laughs> Here's what I like about that. Uh Piper was like, Yeah, I don't like Italians and everyone said, Boo and he's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't like gay people and everyone was like, We agree with that one. <laughs> this is You're a good cr- guy now. <laughs> Here's the crazy thing about He me. just hated gay people like and Adrian Adonis and then Goldust. He oh. should have had a ten year feud where he feuded with like 
Billy and Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> he just beats up Billy and Chuck. He's like, and I still hate him. Oh, Roddy Piper is beating up gay people in three separate decades now. Billy and Chuck. That's fucking amazing that Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, he just hates gay people. Oh, man. I can't wait to do a Billy Gunn episode just for the point when they're like, we're not gay. <laughs> that's fucking shit. <laughs> gay is bad. Gay, gay is bad. bad. And then Eric Bischoff's like, oh, Rosie and Jamal, come beat them up. The greatest. Oh, three minute warning? Oh, you yeah. can beat it. I think I have that on the Godfather episode, but I do put uh, the Godfather interrupting Billy and Chuck's wedding and him being like, you guys aren't actually gay, though, because that'd be fucking gross. And they're like, we're not gay. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. And that happened just over 10 years ago. I mean, is it's still early in the week, ago? though. I'm sure maybe maybe now being gay is illegal, is illegal in the States or something. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? I shouldn't be laughing about that. We, you so need to they just, used to be jokes. Yeah. It used to be a funny, like, uh, exaggeration. Let me throw this out there. Is Donald Trump listening to our podcast and oh, thinking yeah. that what we're saying is real? We did do a podcast about Donald Trump. By the way, the amount of people that have... that A lot of comedians in the UK who are secret wrestling fans, because the UK is weird and everyone's repressed, mm-hmm. have all, like, four different people who are like, the Donald Trump one was very funny. Were you guys okay? And I was like, I don't think I've ever been that hungover in my entire life. <laughs> I did. Uh, I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I didn't think he was going to get elected. <laughs> so <laughs> what I did was I just did cocaine and watched The Apprentice. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, no. He got, he got money out of that. Anyway, uh, WrestleMania 3? WrestleMania 3. This match, it's so weird because it's literally the prototypical Hulk Hogan match. It's also so short. It's 13 or 14 minutes long. Yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. Like, as a WrestleMania, this card's absolutely fantastic. Also, best thing about watching old WrestleManias is the break they take in the middle, which I think is so funny. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they take a 15-minute break. They like they throw to, like, interviews and shit like that. Why don't they do that? Because you just don't do that anymore. But why not? I, I don't know. It really is throwing a performer under the fucking bus. Like the way they used to book the women's match where it's like, and now here's some chiquitas while you guys get some beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like ignore the women. Like why not just have a 15 minute break? Yeah, because they don't want, they're afraid people are going to leave or like start watching ECW clips or something like that. But I mean, you can still have filler. If they are not entertained, they'll start chanting for that Charles Montgomery punk gentleman. <laughs> I don't know. You can still have something that's like straight up filler. Like you can have a halftime show. Yeah. The WrestleMania halftime show. How oh fucking hilarious God. with that. Just Kid Rock. And Hulk Hogan. That's when Hulk Hogan makes his return just to pose. Oh, man. He beats down Kid Rock. You know he's coming back. Like he's coming back this year. Yeah. This, by the way, this Hall of Fame is shaping up to be the weirdest one Because this will be released, oh man, this will be released on the day of the Royal Rumble, which, ooh baby. So as you're listening to this, possibly, possibly Hulk Hogan is winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> is that a rumor? No, he can't do anything anymore. Even when he came out in TNA, and this was like six years ago. Oh God, and when he just fighting a- Ric Flair? Well, no, when he would come down and be like, oh, look, Hulk Hogan comes to make the save and beat up the entire X Division, and uh, he could only do punches. 
Yeah, he can't lift his legs. Yeah, that's what he was saying about... Uh, that's what he said in interviews. Like, if I would have just not fucking done the leg drop, if I would have just had my Japanese finisher for everywhere, then I could still be like put together a wrestling match at least or based around me yeah like it would be horrible or at least just do a like a do a walk-in where he x-bombers somebody and then but the thing is is that like stone cold can barely do the stunner now even the stunner that that move has another like enjoy all the stone cold stunners you've ever seen because there's a cap on that like there's no way a 60 year old man can take that kind of fucking shit on his tailbone if you ever jokingly stunnered somebody that's something and not on grass even if it is on grass you're you're hurt you're hurting yeah, it hurts. Like he stunned people on fucking concrete all the time. It was like his formerly broken neck. Yeah, no, it was still broken at that time. Jesus fucking Christ! Here's the crazy thing about the two biggest stars in Vince McMahon's territory. Both of them worked years with debilitating injuries. Because here's what happens at WrestleMania three, and you can watch it on the tape. Hogan snaps a tendon in his back, Ugh. picking up Andre the Giant, and you literally see something in his back bulge up when he picks it up, and it's that. That's like he, disgusting. And in his first book, he talks about that. Didn't tell anyone for months because he was afraid he would lose his run because they yeah. were making so much fucking bank, yeah. especially the Andre spot, which literally everyone was like, holy fuck, because Andre for 20 years was this carnival-like draw for everyone to come see, just win in battle yeah. royals, and he's finally... By the way, gimmick like kayfabe. This was his first loss in twenty years, and this sounds weird. To say, obvi- it sounds obvious to say this, but if you can imagine this for yourself, he's been slammed before, and he has lost before. But just saying it hasn't happened, and you've never seen it happen, means it hasn't happened. Yeah, there's you know? no internet. Prove yeah. it, bitch. Yeah. Just like for those years when Manny Pacquiao had lost, and people were like, he's the best boxer in the world. You could find tape of people beating up Manny Pacquiao, but in your mind, you'd never seen that before. Do you know what I mean? It'd been long enough that you'd never seen that before. So him slamming Andre the Giant, especially like Andre the Giant, has been in the Princess Bride at this point, has he not? Or is this after? Princess Bride is after. After. Okay, cool. Well, he's still, he's a cultural phenomenon. Like Andre the Giant is very much what people look at when they view wrestling because he's the he's the other in wrestling he's the biggest person like literally the biggest this which is, is why he's so protective of his spot like he doesn't want anyone even close to being when your name is the giant you can't have someone that's bigger than you this is also when they set supposedly an indoor attendance record no one knows if it's true or not the yeah, fan who cares cl- yeah i had a lot of people there that day. I, like it's like oh so it was only seventy thousand people they only had seventy thousand people that's there insane they only had three of the town for the town i grew up in like yeah <laughs> four times the amount of people terrifying so wait uh so this is this is the hogan's high point they're doing like two shows a day uh this is when hogan realizes that basically is like he would go on at halftime at some shows and he would take a jet to other Their shows to the next show fucking insane they're building towards he's huge at this point he's like he's been on the cover of sports illustrated i was going to say this is the like this is he's so fucking popular it's so fucking popular and it's not like the attitude era where it's stone cold and the rock like stone cold was big and then he hurt his neck and then the rock came up and they were like stone cold the rock like at the same time yeah. and wrestling arguably was bigger then actually but there's you literally if something's some sounds weird but 90 percent as popular as something 
but there's only the focus on one person, then obviously that one person. Like, Macho Man comes in towards Hogan starting to do movies, which we'll get into, but it's all on Hulk Hogan. Like, Hulk Hogan is wrestling. But also what's important to acknowledge about this period of time is it's he's the only one with name brand recognition. No one else knows. They might know Andre the Giant, or they'll know, like, oh, Andre the Giant, he's that wrestler. Everyone knows who Hulk Hogan is. He's also, they don't have any of the controversy they had with the Attitude Era and other periods of time when they were big because it was literally just like this nice man who believes in God who's beating up them foreigners. <laughs> um, so at this point, at this point, you got to get to Hulk Hogan's been champion for four years. He finally loses it to Andre the Giant in low key one of my favorite. Other than selling the belt, one of my favorite uh, storylines of all time. Where, the twins? Oh, man, I love it's it. It's the fucking The million-dollar man paid for him to get plastic surgery. It's so good. I got news for you. People think it's stupid. I think it's one of the best ways of that. A, you get the belt off Hogan, which you need to do. Mm-hmm. You create a whole storyline for WrestleMania 4, which is awesome. Yes. And you put over the million-dollar man as being a deceitful bag of shit. You do so much so quickly. It's so interesting. So the Million Dollar Man uh, now has the title. Jack Tunney rules. And this is another great thing. Jack Tunney only comes out when shit really gets real. So Jack Tunney comes out rules. You cannot sell the title because Andre sells the title to the yeah. Million Dollar Man for and Moolah. leads to WrestleMania 4. Yeah. Which is great because they've shifted the heat now off of uh, Andre on to Ted DiBiase who can actually work. Yeah. And also... He's like the sniveling shit heel, which sucks because they don't really like. He just takes pins for like three years, and then he gets, moves his way down. Well, because it sucks. switches it up. Because originally he was supposed to win this tournament. It was supposed to be DiBiase winning yes. this tournament. But then, who were we talking about earlier? Machi Man Randa Savage. No, the Honky Tonk Man. If you can believe this, the Honky Tonk Man refuses to lose to Macho Man Randy Savage. Refuses to drop that IC belt, so they give Macho Man the world title. Isn't that in fucking insane? Is that what where it comes from? Is that where why yeah. that happened? Yeah, because the because Honky Tonk Man was like, I'm not losing the fucking piece of shit, Macho Man. Get you tell Poffo he can suck my cock, and after I've busted a load in his mouth, he can spit it out. But it ain't on my title because that's my title. Woo! I love it. Shake, rattle. Roll. I love that the Honky Tonk Man had that much sway where they were like, I guess the Honky Tonk Man gets what he yeah. wants. <laughs> we can't argue with fake Elvis, guys. There's no way to argue with him. That's the ugliest Elvis impersonator yeah, I've ever do seen. Do we have any idea how to argue with fake Elvis? No idea. All right. Well, give him what he wants, I guess. What a bizarre man. Fake Elvis wins again. Um, <laughs> so they give him the world title. But Macho Man was the right person to go. I love yeah. that Macho Man got the title. It also means that Hogan does, goes into acting. It also means it's the mega powers. It yes. also means that it's Vince trying to move away and diversify. Like this is also, you can see what they should have done and tried to do with John. It was the same problem they got into John Cena. They just did it too late with John Cena, which was they never really moved away from John. They just kept putting the belt back on John Cena. And yeah, John Cena still. from the first time he got the belt was like two thousand five. Correct the rule. Is. 2005. He gets the SmackDown title in 2005. 2006. He's the Raw champion. They don't really move John Cena into the legacy role for like six years. Six years. Yeah, six or seven years even. And the f- and you have to think about this. The amount of impressions, just like times people have seen John Cena wrestle at that point, is roughly 40 times the amount they've seen Hulk Hogan wrestle at this point. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't even see like. 
even on the syndicated like Saturday morning do a promo, eleven a.m. Yeah, you would never see Hulk Hogan wrestle. No. Seeing Hulk Hogan wrestle was like you got to go to a live show or you got to buy WrestleMania. Seeing Hulk Hogan wrestle, even not even just on TV, would cost you fifty dollars. It's Brock Lesnar. You, it's like yeah. how they use Brock Lesnar now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a network champion. It was great. Um, now WrestleMania four, the match with Andre is a bag of shit because Andre is really hurt and can't really do anything. Hogan also, this is the beginning of Hogan's backstage attire being cowboy boots, which yes, please. Uh, <laughs> he comes out and celebrates, and him and Macho pose together, which is a very good thing. It's the beginning of the Mega Powers. The Mega well, Powers. Well, because the other thing is he. The very important thing is when Macho Man wins the title, Hogan like helps him win the title. Yeah, it's very much so. It's very much like Hogan not letting someone get the shine because they, even though Hogan goes away for a bit and like Ho- and Macho holds the title, um, Hogan like they're they're thinking of replacing Hogan like pretty much two years into his run. Like they're the story of the Tom McGee thing. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that where yeah, the Tom to McGee thing, uh Big John Studd was pegged too, apparently. Uh, Bret Hart early on they they did the original singles push because Brett weirdly always had a huge fan following. Like people yeah. would always Bret Hart, like we 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 had a very early episode about him, but he is like one of the most sympathetic bumpers ever. Oh my god. It's just it's speaking of weird nipples, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, he had like big and pointy. Yeah, he they was were always cold and auburn. <laughs> they were auburn nips. Ooh. Now, Bret Hart, though, I want to say if you're listening, you had a wonderful body. Everyone, <laughs> everyone knows what Bret Hart had a wonderful, perfect, sinewy body. Yeah, that he used. It is the luck of generations and that again, he cheated I'm, on his I've wife. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I have never read a book that w- should have been called. I loved cheating on my wife, and here's all the times I did. <laughs> Wrestling, and here's who I fucked. <laughs> by like, Brett, if you've ever Hitman wondered Hart. about Bret Hart being from Calgary, look no further than reading <laughs> his, his actual book, and yes, he was. Yeah, that's what uh, Western Canada is. People matter-of-factly saying they're the best at something and then telling you who they fucked. Yeah. It's a great place. So... Uh, Macho Man wins the title. Uh, this begins the yeah year-long feud where Macho Man uh, thinks that Li- Elizabeth is, of course, uh, fucking on Hulk Hogan, culminating with when... Was it Macho Man? Yeah, Macho Man knocks Liz off the ropes, uh, doesn't notice. She falls down. Hogan picks her up and takes her to the back, and uh, Macho thinks, you be fucking my biatch. So he gets all pissed off. And this is the other thing. This is a very good angle, and it sounds weird, but I don't even know how Hogan let this happen because there's a lot of sympathy on Macho Man. Like you can't even really, you don't even really hate Macho Man for it because you're like, yeah, he's trying to fuck his girlfriend or his wife. Yeah, like Hogan well, plays it really well in the like, man, I'm not trying to have sex with your wife. But they also do. But then they're like, but then you kind of like, yeah, he's totally trying to fuck yeah, his that's wife. The like, thing is the, the like he picks him up at one point. Yeah. He picks her up, and it's such a great subtle thing. He picks her up and he picks up Elizabeth and puts her on his shoulders and he has his hand on her leg and Macho's like, why you fucking got your hand? Like, don't pick up my wife in our fucking celebration. My fucking wife. And a lot of people are like, yeah. It's a great point. Yeah, for sure. Like, get your hands off my fucking table. That's my table. Women are objects. That's my point. All true. All accurate to exactly what we're talking about. Any woman I've kissed is mine forever. (laughs) 
I marked you with my saliva. Dylan owns four women. I own under three women. Yeah. It's two. No, you've kissed. You've kissed more. My mommy and my fiance. Oh yeah, you're they're both mine. Oh my god, you're you have a fiance. Yeah, now. I have my Beyonce. That's what they call it now. Ew. I'm uh, I'm a groom, and that's my Beyonce. <laughs> also, if anyone wants to know how I'm going to die, it's going to be at Dylan Gott's bachelor party. <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm going to stick a knife in my cock hole. It's gonna I'm be- going to cut my dick clean up the middle and see what fucking happens. <laughs> I'm going to oh, try and fuck. grow two dicks like a worm. All right. Also, the other thing with the Mega Powers, Mega Powers is also a good time to sort of, it gives more depth to the Hulk Hogan character. Whoa. And also gives Hulk Hogan an opportunity to act a bit when he's attacked in the medical area on Saturday night's main event. By the way, Saturday night's main event is the big fucking deal at this point. This shows how popular wrestling was in this period in that they wouldn't have saturday night live once uh every three months i think it was to have yeah saturday night yeah exactly but this also speaks to the point where isn't this the period where saturday night live they they canceled it for a year and then brought it back with like an all-star cast and it just sucked no, this is the dick Eppersall. uh this is the post dick Eppersall year so okay. it's lauren mcdonald uh, no, lauren, lauren michaels Mc- has got it back lauren michaels has got it back and it takes him a while to figure out the fucking cast. And he also apparently hated that they did this. And they took yeah, of course. one of the shows away. Which I was always like, fuck you, Lauren. But it makes sense. It makes sense that... I mean, they take one of the shows away. How long is the run for Silent Live? It runs like 10 months a year, right? Because it has a season. Yeah, it's season. But it only does 20 or... Th- I think it does 25 episodes. Like, it doesn't do that many. Yeah. But still, 25 weekly sketch shows. Jesus fucking Christ. Writing for a weekly sketch show as a comedian, writing for a weekly sketch show with ev- like that that's horrifying. It's a nightmare. Cuz then it's like you wrote that and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote the sketch where a bartender just says yuppo for 10 minutes? That yeah. was me. Yeah, fuck you. I was trying to get a catchphrase off the ground. I was trying to get a catchphrase for Tracy Morgan off the ground. Yuppo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so awful. So we did uh, Mega Powers obviously culminating in WrestleMania five. It's good to be alive. Uh, Hogan versus Savage. Um, is this your where? Where does this rank on your favorite wrestling feud of all time? Number four. Okay, that's specific. <laughs> okay, what's what's one through three? Macho Man, Ric Flair is number one. Really, I love. Because oh, Ric Rick Flair, that that's a I feud that you can do a number of times. Because Ric Flair always is, I fucked your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then Macho Man's always mad about that. And it's always, because Hogan's like, I didn't fuck your wife. And Ric Flair's like, I did. <laughs> yeah, I fucked her. A bunch. <laughs> I got photos. I got video. Yeah, exactly. I got the memory of your wife fucking me. <laughs> uh, also, what's the best about it is, and it's one of the best things I've ever seen, which is they do at a slamboree, they're going to have a match, and the match is delayed for four minutes because they can't get either one of them to go out because they both know the other ones are just going to attack them on the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens is Ric Flair finally walks out and Macho just runs that's up. Fucking, that's fucking, that's such a great angle. That's oh, so good. All right, so what's number two then? Ooh. Number two, I would say is. Stone Cold Vince McMahon. Okay. Number two. Number three is... 
it's a weird one. Oh yeah. It's when it's hardcore Holly versus all the super heavyweights during the attitude. That era. one was great. When he <laughs> believed he was six foot six. Yeah. yeah oh. He's like, I'm six foot six to 400 pounds. That was a great fucking angle. And he just kept fighting Kane and getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Because they did the inverse of, uh, I really like the Spike Dudley thing where Spike Dudley would march out like fully because the Dudleys did played the up that they were like the Hanson brothers a bit but Spike Dudley was like oh no I'm full on just like an autistic Hanson brother and he came out he would beat up Viscera or whatever because Viscera would be sent down to Ohio Valley and then uh, basically Paul Heyman would call Vince McMahon and be like can Viscera do a job to Spike Dudley <laughs> it takes one second and he was like fine and then he just did that yeah so good and they would just get PN News in PN News <laughs> oh man the PN News match he raps his full song Spike Dudley boot acid drop it's over yeah it's Great. the best and uh, then of course he gets thrown off the, the top of a fire. building onto a board of nails and then shot with a gun by Mike Awesome <laughs> 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 it's a gun on a pole match Awesome's got the gun that's about six bullets right to his temple sell it for the business Spike Come on, you gotta make sacrifices. <laughs> Hogan has a hurt wrist tonight. Why aren't you have a, a massive wound to the chest? Is gonna stop you. I'm so surprised they haven't done that. Like, uh, yeah, it's just a gun. I think it's because when Pil- the Pillman had a gun angle went so badly, they were like, never again. Yeah, we gotta talk about that one time. But anyway, this is Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> what is this about? So basically, through the whole year, just to uh, roll it back, they do um, they once do again do. go back to feuding with the Twin Towers. Who, even though Akeem is the African, yeah, even though he's a comedy fucking character on top, and you have the big boss man who. God bless him, but he was like literally like he was the fattest he'd ever been in his career at this period of time. He was so they had the weirdest bodies. Yeah. Also, I hate when tag teams don't have matching uniforms. It's been discussed on the show before. I'll say it again. Yeah, a cop and a guy who believes he's black. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like the cop part. Yeah. If he was just two bad cops. Yeah. But not a cop and a guy who believes. And the thing to always remember, no matter what. Ray Trailer always had the Confederate flag on his fucking arm. Oh, baby. He loved the Confederacy, and uh, as you're seeing, it's rising again. (laughs) 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 But they did great business in cage matches, him and uh, Boss Man did. Um, Well, it... It was an interesting feud because they also the Twin Towers really beat the piss out of them a lot, and they never really got like a big giant main stage definitive defeat against them. Ooh, what a break we're having! That was such a good episode of the Wrestler Review again, ladies and gentlemen. Please rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. Of course, you also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys. Give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. Let me ask you this. Do you think the Macho Man match is the best match of Hogan's career?
No. Uh, the best match of Hogan's career is... Uh, I mean, it, it's this is really just getting down to preference, though. Because the best match of Hogan's career, for me, would be the Warrior match. Because it's the best performance of his career. Because in the Macho Man match, it's like Macho Man's one of the best wrestlers ever. So it's easy to kind of be just kind of ride his coattails to like a match that's great i see it, your when point. you're dry it's and like you said didn't you say the heel always calls the match right yes yeah and hogan is a face versus face match he's the he's the senior in the warrior match and everyone walked away from that match people were they talk like Meltzer talks about this but people were ready for that match to be fucking shit and oh, to have yeah. to wrap it up early. But they went like 30 good minutes. And it really just boiled down to Hulk Hogan not being the most athletic. And Ultimate Warrior certainly wasn't the most athletic. But they both understood what people wanted to see from them. Which is basically just a ton of tests of strength. We're both cartoon characters. Which one's going to which one's gonna meet? And then they of course also wanted emo moment where Hogan stares at a man while fireworks go off. Yeah, exactly. Where Hogan fucking steals the show. Because, as we'll get into, like it or don't like it, he's, like, fucking top three. Also, by the way, if anyone has seen Brokeback Mountain, there's a scene in Brokeback Mountain that I feel is stolen from the end of WrestleMania 6. <laughs> and we will get into that after, after the break. break. And we're back. The mega powers have exploded. Hulk Hogan fucks Elizabeth in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Trump yeah. Plaza in Atlantic City. Yeah, it's a weird yeah, way to yeah, end. yeah, yeah. He poses a lot and then nuts oh, on her yeah. fucking face. And then he the complains thing. about eating at the buffet. <laughs> Which is her butt. Oof, shouldn't eat so much at the buffet. <laughs> oh, God. What a great man. Hulk Hogan literally, Bubba the Love Sponge was the first cock. <laughs> he was not the first cuck. He was the original cuck. But he wanted to be cuckolded. That still makes you a cuck. Would you be cool if I if you were cuckolded? Like you have a you have a fiance who's your Beyonce? <laughs> My Beyonce. And do you want to watch her get rammed by another gentleman? If it's Hulk Hogan, yes. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do, brother, when your I'm fiance, not on your titties? <gasps> also, the fact that he takes a phone call from his son is just so <laughs> fucking... Oh, it's Nick. Hey, you've done that before. Not from your son, but you probably talked to family members moments after nutting. I've stopped sex to answer the phone multiple times. Really? Yeah. I don't understand why it's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this. I have to talk to my business advisors. Yeah. I've definitely, if you've called me and I'm in the middle of getting blown, I've definitely like, hang on one second, baby. <laughs> uh, I have not done that. Yes, I go are. I go full load every time. You just, you, every time you answer the I phone? I answer after I'm like, oh, I just dropped a load. What up? You have to speak up. I just dropped a fucking massive load. There was one time you did phone me and said, I just was called a naughty boy, and then you hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a naughty boy. Uh, is that what she called you? You're a naughty boy, and I'm a dirty girl. Is that what it was? No, I'm a bad boy. That's what you're a bad boy, and I'm a uh, I'm, I'm a dirty girl. I was like, oh, this, this takes me out of it completely. Did it take you out of it completely? <laughs> yeah, because it was the most disgusting. That disgu it was just the most silly thing I've ever. Like, that happens in, like, shitty... Sitcoms. Yeah, shitty sitcoms about, like, stepping out in your 20s. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and then you that was during Dylan's sexual walkabout of 2015 where he got the great hose down. <laughs> the great hose down. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a town in this shitty country, I've nutted in it. By my own hand, mostly. <laughs> Second run as WWF champion. No, we got to now talk about the Ultimate Warrior build. No, because this is second reign as WWF champion. This oh, is no he, holds he, barred. Oh, he's fuck. Of course, no. This is when Hulk Hogan jumps the shark. That's not true. If you're going to say anything bad about no holds barred, the only time Stan Hansen appeared in anything to do with the WWF. <laughs> what? This pod, he's in no holds. Have you seen what no does he holds do? barred? Johnny Lister, you fucking lariat. That's <laughs> basically what he. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he acting fucking loser. He plays the owner of a bar. I think <laughs> called like 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 the roughhouse bar. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a couple of things happen. One, two. Ex- Stir it with your dick. Yeah. The whiskey makes your dick hard, and if it doesn't, you get a fuck out. Uh, when he goes into the bathroom to. Uh, it to imply that he took a big shit. There's two guys peeing. <laughs> he scares them and then looks at their dicks and goes, teeny wieners. <laughs> <laughs> um, a man that was pretty much blind. I don't have my glasses on, so I'm just going to hit anything that fucking pisses have me you, off. Have you seen No Holds Barred? No. Okay, so the bar, by the I way, is called believe. the No Count Bar downtown. Um, it's about uh, a guy named Rip Thomas, who's the World Wrestling Federation champion. He's always accompanied to the <laughs> ring by his brother Randy and his trainer for some reason, even though they... Keep in mind, who wrote No Holds Bar, Dylan? Vin. Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan wrote it. <laughs> That's so... Well, you need expendable characters. Uh, he, he always hangs out with the people that are going to be in jeopardy at the end of the movie. Uh the film is distributed by Shane Distribution Company, which was a shell corporation set up by the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, of course. And released by New Line, June 2nd, 1989. Keep in mind, No Holds Barred was announced at WrestleMania 5. They'd already made it going into it because Jesse Ventura also very loudly criticizes him for going into Hollywood and said that that's his domain, Hogan, and he hopes he loses because he... It's the best. It's one of the best. Jesse but it's Ventura not freakouts. But it's not like it's not. It's my domain, and I hope you lose. But it's like he's a heel commentator, so no one takes it as a shoot. Absolutely. Also, he's also been in Predator at this point, so yeah. it's like who gives a other things that we need, what 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 about No Holds Barred? It is awesome. It leads <laughs> to Tony Tiny Lister being brought into the Fed. One of the discussions, by the way, was that WrestleMania Six would be. Tony Tiny Lister yep. versus Hulk Hogan. They did a special pay-per-view, which is the movie and the match where Hulk Hogan versus Tony Tiny Lister for real. Yep. Um, they do it at SummerSlam. Uh, Hogan and Beefcake beat uh, Zeus, which was uh, Tiny Lister, and uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, and it's, I mean, if I, if you're Randy Savage. This must be infuriating. <laughs> you want to go do all the work, and then the shine's going to be put on this uh, actor. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Will you? But he wasn't actually big guy. Like he was about the size of Hogan. Tony Tiny Lister. Yeah. The only difference between him and Hogan was that Hogan at least could actually wrestle, and Tony Tiny Lister is just an actor with a weird eye. <laughs> He's a fucking terrifying looking man. For those of you, very intimidating man. Um. 
just being that large and having a mean face is great. Also, things you should know about Tony Tyler Lister is quoted as saying, I'm not from, I'm from Compton, not bitch city, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's, that was probably Friday. I think that is from Friday. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. in Friday. He's yeah. also in... Um, he's in a ton of shit. Uh, other times you may have seen him appear as in WCW as Z Gangster. Yep. Uh, oh, we'll be talking about that next week. Oh, it's so fucking good. This is the the only thing. Uh, this was like, oh, that was shitty. But anyway, then you get to. Do you think that this was Hogan's like last? Because this is. It seems weird for them to put get put out no holds barred, and then be like, we got to move on from Hulk Hogan. Because he's drawing less during this period, is he not? Business in general is starting to shrink. You know it's yeah. always problematic when they start going to Toronto for big events because they can always fucking sell Toronto. Well, the other thing was what they wanted to do. They wanted to go to Toronto because they had la- the last two WrestleManias were at the Trump Plaza, which yeah. was like, although they had a like a deal basically with the Trump Plaza to put the And event make on a there, shit ton of money from yeah. it as well. The product looked worse so it's like i mean it makes sense but in any in any uh mode of business like basically they made wrestling a buzz thing for the latter half of the 80s because vince mcmahon sunk a bunch of fucking money into wrestlemania one broke even but in breaking even created millions of dollars for himself yes and the trump plaza is just like we'll take some money now and we'll look worse Mm -hmm. so you're just you're your events and you look lamer. I, I would I would wager to say in a lot of people's minds, they probably bought one of those last Trump manias. Those Trump plaza manias were probably some of the last some people watched just because they're like, you're watching it and you're bored because the crowd doesn't care. Versus um, why I said the my favorite Hogan match, or I think the best Hogan match of his career is with uh, the Warrior, is because the crowd heat is fucking insane. I see your point. I just don't. It's one of those things where, like, there's some things you watch and you can't. Watching it again doesn't do it justice because it was really was a moment at a time and a place. You know? Yeah, but I would say that that's more WrestleMania 5 because WrestleMania 5. I, again, I'm not going to get into this debate of which match is better, but it's a huge culmination. While the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan build isn't actually that exciting or that interesting, it's basically just like Ultimate Warriors declared the number one contender because. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything else to go to because they were probably they wanted to go Tony Tiny Lister Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six. Yeah, they also think that Hogan is fucking stalling. Like No Holds Barred has become a cult classic, but at the time it was so critically panned as a bag of shit. Like yeah, they're also making some bad moves because Vince is not good at doing anything else but wrestling. Yeah. And yet he still continues to make fucking movies. Like, is this the World Bodybuilding Federation too? No, World Bodybuilding Federation is around WrestleMania. Is between WrestleMania eight and nine. Everyone knows that. If you keep saying stupid things, I'm going to treat you like you're a stupid man. Oh, I'll just read an actor's Wikipedia for an hour and a half. Oh, that's that- you. Here's me. Weed. <laughs> Smoking it regularly. The cops saying. Um, is that weed? Me saying, yeah, it is. And then being like, here's 50 pounds and dollars. I have all currencies because I'm scared. Suck me. Suck me. Fuck me. And then the cops easily suck me. (laughs) Easily and passionately suck me. Um, For power. WrestleMania 6 as a program is notable for what reasons, Dylan? The Hulk Hogan. No, sorry. Is this where? No. Uh, this is where Sabu fucked Sonny backstage. True. 
Is that where it happened? <laughs> yeah. When Sonny was 15. At WrestleMania 6, Sabu fucked Sonny? Yeah, man. Okay, a couple of things. Debut of DDP in the WWF. Drives a rhythm and blues to the ring in his actual car. Goddamn right. Last uh, WrestleMania appearance of Jesse Ventura as commentator. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan loses the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. First appearance of Edge on television. Mm-hmm. And also, Steve Allen is there for no reason at all. <laughs> this is when they would have people make sil- silly jokes backstage. Bob Euchre did it a bunch. Oh, Bob Euchre gets choked the shit out of him by fucking Andre the Giant? Yep. That's the best one by far. Yeah, it's definitely the best visual. And almost as good, but still the best celebrity appearance ever is when Regis is on with uh, Alec, or with um, uh, Gene Okerlund and Alex Trebek, and Alex Trebek calls Gene Okerlund Jim. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> well, there's also the uh, Leslie Nielsen trying to find The Undertaker. Oh, that one's atrocious. And it takes so long. Leslie Nielsen just wants a paycheck, and he's like, I'll say whatever you have written. Yeah. <laughs> How much? Great. Um, I think my delivery can take this. So, uh, Ultimate Warrior, not unlike the Gold. Like, this is, in but many ways, this, also Ho- this is also Hogan's stroke of genius. Hogan knows he can go away because he's fucking everybody yeah so ultimate warrior isn't gonna get his spot he's also not as over and as charismatic and also what vince doesn't ever understand about these guys especially hogan by beating him or when they made steve austin a bad guy is that no one really wanted to see hogan be beat like i remember like a big thing and this is when i started coming online as a wrestling fan where it's like why would it be the ultimate warrior that beat him like it should have been a dastardly bad guy beats hulk hogan and like he can't recover like you don't need to do hogan there's a bunch of problems with it i don't like it why i just don't like the ultimate warrior very much as a wrestler i like him as a guy i make fun of especially leading into this match because he does his great 9-11 predicting uh but there's a lot of people oh yeah the tower yeah man oh i'm gonna take control of the play you gotta see the pro it's the fucking best it's great but Hogan, sorry, Warrior for a lot of people. I mean, we did an episode on him. Warrior for a lot of people was like better than Hogan. When our friend, when the Ultimate Warrior died, the most unlikely people were like, "I can't believe the guy's dead." Oh my god, He's so my many hero like, growing up. Like yeah. he was for a lot of people, he was pivotal. And just like I said, like Hogan was a part of the '80s, and all, and the Warrior was more '80s than the '80s. It's kind of weird that like. I'll try and explain what I mean by that. Yeah. He was really fast. Like, he just ran out to the ring, beat people quickly, and then ran back. He couldn't really do promos. Like, he did do promos. Not well. But he did, like, he did do promos, and he sp- and it was very and definitely distinctive. It's not mm-hmm. on, like, Sid or something like that. And then, uh, but he wasn't, like, he didn't have the stamina to keep it up. And you can't go at 100 uh, percent for 30 minutes you can't do that which his style very much was like this big muscular guy who's just running around the whole time and he can't do that so the basically like you kind of see the the guy behind the curtain pretty quickly with the ultimate warrior but at this point he's too over not to give the title to it's the exact same thing as goldberg it's the exact same it's different but it's the same as goldberg you I gotta s- give the title to him and i totally see your point. and he's the kind of guy a wrestling company gets behind um, especially a guy like Vince, who's uh, in love with fucking uh, men's uh, cool bodies. But the problem with the Ultimate Warrior, and it's interesting that they always they always go back to it when they're making fun of it and never bring it up, is 
probably one of the worst interviews that's ever existed in the business. And they that's would, not true. That is absolutely true. Name one time his fucking talking on the mic was succinct and it, like I just find it annoying as fuck. Well, that's the character. People, people love the Bray Wyatt. Uh, style of interviewing for the first year and now they're like it doesn't make sense I don't fucking hate it it's like yeah well that's his character is insane his character is an insane guy who's from a fucking pl- different planet who basically is speaking in tongues he, he's a swamp man who hangs out with a guy with a s- who's got a sleeveless hoodie well that's <laughs> well, that's what I mean like that's Bray Wyatt's character I'm talking about the Undertaker no, no. the under- sorry the Ultimate Warrior I'm talking about the Undertaker now I guess you're an idiot shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior's character is that he fucking he speaks in tugs. That's not his character. His character is... This guy from a different planet speaks in tons, essentially. Isn't that crazy? That Raised they, out of, like, the wilderness or something. If you think about it, this match is an American strongman versus an alien <laughs> who warrior. We're, we're a fan of. Yeah. Warrior. But, <laughs> but very, very important to this is that at the end of this match, Hulk Hogan does agree to lose. Yes. He does lose. He does do the full job for the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior kicks out a leg drop and pins him after the old splash. But uh, Hulk Hogan just fucking works the shit out of the Ultimate Warrior. Like, just outperforms the fuck... Like, just fucking kills him at the end, getting all the sympathy on himself. So basically, people are like, wow, Hulk Hogan's really magnanimous. Hulk Hogan's a real good guy. You know, rather yeah. than the ult- and the Ultimate Warrior is just kind of like, and apparently it killed the Warriors because apparently the Warrior on like they would run two shows at the same day and basically the same business as Hogan did in that town with the Warrior, and then after this that fucking just dipped off. People just it was that. What was that? It was also they had no opponents for the Warrior. Yeah, they all they had was retreads. Yeah, because the problem is is that Warrior and Hogan had beaten everyone, so either you'd seen them beat Hogan or you'd see them the Warrior beat him or you'd yeah. see Hogan beat him. So it's like what the fuck. Then they bring the earthquake in, and Hogan gets him, and that's how they get rid of Hogan for a bit. Yeah. Which was, by the way, the reason but why... But they, they didn't do that. Like, they did this with Nails and the boss man, which they wouldn't... Hogan would never let this happen, nor would it... I mean, by wrestling logic, it should have happened. Yes. But earthquake beats down Hogan. Hogan's out. Hogan says, oh, the warrior will carry on my legacy does his movie warrior beats earthquake and then hogan beats earthquake which is what they did with nails and boss man nails came in beat boss man and then they turned the undertaker face undertaker got revenge for boss man yeah. against nails and then boss man beat nails and then and even as a Vince kid mcmahon raped nails <laughs> reverse cowgirl raped <laughs> yeah give me that ass give me that ass also we didn't talk about this the richard belzer thing we oh didn't talk God. about How Richard Belzer. Talk about the Richard Belzer thing, the time when they ne- the old Krankarooski. He nearly murders Richard Belzer. I can see that though, because Belzer's like, oh, I'd fucking do that to Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer a- does strike me as a dick. He is a man. He's but- so smug. Richard Belzer, by the way, takes credit for like how smack that kid. Every stand-up comedian MCs. He claims yeah. to have invented yeah. crowd work. Yeah. Um, also, and he always wears sunglasses at all times. Also, was very- fuck you. Also, very impressed with the fact that he's married to a porn star. Um, and also when he does, um, he also is an impressionist and does song and dance in his live show and it's apparently very uncomfortable. Yeah. This is like when Mr. Miyagi, you know, Mr. Miyagi yes. from Karate Kid. Cause Richard Belzer, you probably know him if you watch like Law and Order or like, which else was he on? Fuck. He was on another one. Homicide. Homicide. Life on the streets. Yeah. Homicide. Life on the streets. 
um, which was actually made by the guy of The Wire before he made it's The Wire. It's supposed to be it's set in the same universe. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, he's in that. So you're thinking, oh, very well. So you see a stand-up comedian. This is like Mr. Miyagi. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, before The Karate Kid, was a uh, stand-up comedian. Do Pat you know, Menachia? Do you know what his uh, name was? No. The Hip Nip. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he was in the 60s oh, countercultural scene in San Francisco. Fuck. He was a stand-up comedian called The Hip Nip. Oh, no. He'd be like, I was token on a doobie, and then I drove my car off the road and murdered a child. <laughs> because my eyes are too small to drive properly. Oh, my God. Terrifying. How long are we going to make this episode? But you got to do what you got to do to get even, that money. We're not even near WrestleMania 7, and we got to go all the way to WrestleMania... <laughs> 8. Um, WrestleMania 9. Oh, we're, we'll be two hours. It'll be a solid two-hour episode. Oh, buddy. We got to get... Well, it's going to be two and a half, because I got some comments. All right. <laughs> all right, well... Back to the Richard Belzer thing. For those of you who don't know, Richard Belzer had a cable show that Hulk Hogan went on to promote WrestleMania... Richard Belzer was like, wrestling's fake. Hulk Hogan went, I'll put you in a sleeper hold. Hulk Hogan contends that uh, Richard Belzer faked it. Richard Belzer contends that Hulk Hogan choked him out, dropped him on the ground, and cracked his head and gave him a, a giant injury. Well, here's something else, though. Uh, once again, on this... Sued the fuck out of Vince McMahon. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And a, a, But you both win in this point. Like, Richard Belzer gets some money, and Hulk Hogan gets the... That he's a badass and also gets to hurt Richard Belzer, which is great. Yeah. And he didn't even really look like he tried that hard. I mean, you don't have to when you well, work out is three Belzer times a day and you're seven feet tall. Yeah, he's a waif. And yeah. This, and, and you're Hulk Hogan. You're like, what's that? Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's here's the thing. Uh, Say here's the thing again. You haven't said shut that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> No, I won't shut the fuck up. If I shut the fuck up, then it's just you doing the podcast and that would be bad. No one would like it. Hogan does admit uh, that he did just kind of <laughs> give it a little crank to try and teach Belzer a lesson, but yeah. then the rest was like he just he thought he was kind of doing the fucking like uncle yeah. headlock. Yeah, give me a little, yeah. give me a little piece well, of shit, yeah, give it yeah, a bit, yeah. and, but then he just like and I could see and Hulk Hogan is like he is um, uh, a liar boy. Um, <laughs> he lies constantly in in print even. Oh, he loves lying. Audio he audio lying. Uh, video lying, print lying, but but I can believe that he just flexed, and then a stand-up comedian whose diets at that point I'm assuming were cocaine and cigarettes just exploded into blood. That's basically it's what probably fifty percent. The each. video of it's gruesome because you hear Belzer's head hit the ground, and it's rough. <laughs> he's like ah, and it's so funny too because Hulk Hogan is like he's just knocked out a guy who just like kind of playfully insulted him and like choked him unconscious but he's dressed in really bright colors and he's like say your prayers and uh wake up early pardon me while i knock a man who's much smaller than yeah. me unconscious the three because remember what the demand they were called demandments yeah demandments yeah say your prayers say your prayers eat your vitamins be cool with the man upstairs i think was one of them <laughs> <laughs> No, the demandments were uh, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and uh, fuck someone else's wife after you're eating at the buffet. He didn't eat at a buffet. He just ate too much downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's all a buffet when you're Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> when you're Hulk Hogan, yeah. you can eat 
Yeah, we're just, you're Hulk Hogan. It's all you can eat anytime. <laughs> Another thing we didn't talk about was uh, during this. All right, so this point at the earthquake part, he uh, he's where that entire thing was just what? a massive scam at- to get people's addresses. Yeah. What? No, I was talking about he. He's now the immortal Hulk Hogan because he came in. He in the AWA they build him as the Incredible Hulk Hogan, which obviously Marvel was like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to change from the Incredible Hulk Hogan uh, at that point to what did he change to? Just Hulk Hogan. He was just Hulk Hogan because th- at this point he's the immortal Hulk Hogan. Yeah, they bring him back in, and now he's the immortal Hulk Hogan. Yeah. How was it a scam to get everyone's address, John? All right. So they have Hulk Hogan injured, and then. Uh, they go, Hulk Hogan's thinking about retiring. Send him a letter to tell him that you don't want him to retire. And like hundreds of thousands of kids were like, what? No. And they all sent them a letter. So now they have all the addresses of all these kids to direct market to them with their return address of where they are. Fucking Christ. That, that was the entire reason they did it. At the end of the day, Vince McMahon's just a guy who's asking you to pay a dollar to knock over some bottles and he's glued the bottles to the table. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> in the end, he's just he's the mega carny. He's the Ultron of carnies, which is, I think, the nerdiest thing I've ever said <laughs> up until now. But this is the fourth demandment. Uh, this is believing in yourself. Yeah, that one, so that one was added after the earthquake because the earthquake thing really rocked him. Like earthquake was real. This was like the time to be John Tenta because it was like earthquake. Earthquake is go- is fucked up. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. By the way, and it was very believable too because it was like it was marketed for kids. It was marketed for kids. Earthquake's a big fat guy, and his move is he sits on you. <laughs> like that's every bully's move when you're. I mean, I was seven at the time, and I did it to people. And I oh, I did it too. I'll still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fat and I still have a bony ass somehow. How is that not my main move? You do. I was punching your ass earlier today. Yeah, it's, it's just a tailbone. It's just all. It's all fucking bone. Any any woman I've been intimate with has tried to smack my ass and always either hit thigh or back. There's oh. no ass. Here's the thing: your your back and front are the same, all bone. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm hard all the time, and I'm coming. <laughs> I secrete little creepy amounts of cum at all times. It's like a no. It's like a. It's like I have the sniffles and the cold, John. Oh, it's just that me. amount of cum, just a bit of pre cum. Ooh, is it pre cum? If the yes, no, it's lots of cum. Oh, <laughs> take a bath in it. If you have a cum fetish, come to my house. I will come Ooh. to your house. Come on toast. Come on toast. So at this point, the Ultimate Warrior is fizzling out as champion. So what do they do? What do they do, John? Time to put the title on Sergeant Slaughter. Someone fatter than ever with thin wrists. A guy who looks like... Uncle Bob? (laughs) I was going to say a guy who looks like the type of dude who would coach a little league team but not have any kids on the team. Also, who's (laughs) Uncle Bob? He just shows up. He's a fan of the sport. He wants to hit some grounders with these kids. All right? Which one's my kid? I don't have one. I'm just a fan (laughs) of baseball. All right? Who is Sergeant Slaughter's best friend of the business? Who is his best friend of the business? Of course it is... Me. (laughs) Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, that's weird. That they were the two they were best friends, traveled together all the time because basically I'm reading Rowdy Piper's book, uh, by the way. And basically like Rowdy after he came back was like not doing as much coke and drinking. And Sergeant Slaughter was very much on like a straight and narrow family man, so they became very good friends. 
and Sergeant Slaughter is like his uh, Rowdy Piper's like kid's uncle and shit like that. And Rowdy Piper talked a lot about this sort of program and stuff like that. Also, fun fact about Sergeant Slaughter, he's met like six presidents. What? Why? Because he's like when GI actually G- decorated. He's no. a, a guy from the military, but also because of like when GI Joe was really big, mm-hmm. he was their brand spokesman for those toys. Mm-hmm. And because it's a military thing, they'd be like, "Get this fucking guy close to the president." That's so crazy. Because this is, I mean, we'll do a slaughter episode. But the interesting thing about slaughter is, and the reason why it's weird that they bring him back in this role is because. They basically go franchising for all these toys because that's another thing. The yeah. huge toy manufacturing the WWF had, and they try and do that with Sergeant Slaughter. And Sergeant Slaughter's like, "Fuck you, I'm in the biggest toy franchise like of all time." Yeah, and, and GI Joe, I'm not, I'm not, not giving, doing that. I'm yeah, not giving you some of that exactly. So they're like, "Oh, he leaves the WWF for the AWA and becomes like the base, like one of the last AWA actual champions." Baby faces. He's a big territorial guy. Yeah. Uh, he was a big part of how Starcade. He was fucking great. He was one of the. He, he was one of the. He did a famous match with Pat Patterson and turned him face. Anyway, he comes back in, sides with Saddam Hussein in the Kuwait War. Goddamn right he does. Talks about burning the American flag, which Jesse the Vin, Jesse Ventura, by the way, really wanted them to do because it had just become illegal, and he was like, "It's our right. We have to be allowed to do it." <laughs> weird. It's so weird, right? Um. Sergeant Slaughter beats Ultimate Warrior in a great way, a great match of a heel winning a belt because the interference is really blatant, but the referee kind of wouldn't see it. Just the way it's done is amazing. And the weird thing about when Slaughter wins the title is they actually fucking put him over the Ultimate Warrior because he still gets him in the camel clutch and Warrior still... Well, but how they do it is that he gets fucking smashed in the face with the Macho King Randy Savage's fucking scepter. Yeah. Then he lands on the ground, put in the camel clutch, and they have him pass out. Mm -hmm. But it's still very definitive. It's fucking great. I love that match. I love that. I love Sergeant Slaughter in this role. He's such a fucking evil bitch. He's great. Keeps burning. He burns Hulk Hogan's shirt. He's fucking terrifying in this role. As a kid. So fucking terrifying. You have to understand, we're... This is kind of stuff where... Yeah, this kind of stuff where now I'm assuming we'd be like, what's this cartoony bullshit? But when you're eight, you're like, this the terrifying man's going to destroy our country. And no one talks about this WrestleMania has Macho Man fucking Ultimate Warrior match is the fucking bum tings. Yeah. And also the Hulk Hogan Sergeant Slaughter match is amazing because Sergeant Slaughter is beating the piss out of Hogan for a long time because one of the things they go is like, they really do beef up to like, Hogan hasn't wrestled in a long time. He mm-hmm. might be very bad. <laughs> he's yeah exactly and ignore the fact that sergeant slaughter clearly doesn't look like anyone that's why it's weird that they fucking put sergeant slaughter as the heel because he looks like not like no one looks worse than sergeant slaughter except for you how dare you i dare i mean i get what the military angle like it means something like fuck we're kind of up against the wall here we don't have any like we didn't stretch out the earthquake thing you know, we can't have Earthquake just beat Warrior and then go to Hogan Earthquake because that feels like a retread of Hogan versus a monster, which we do every year. So we got to do something like big, but mm. I just don't understand it. But anyway, so Hulk Hogan, spoiler alert, Hulk Hogan. wins. What? Yeah, he actually wins the yeah. world title. I cannot believe it. And this go- this is another monumental thing because uh, now after he uh, has the world title... Who comes in with the real world title, John? Woo! 
<laughs> the nature boy, Ric Flair, who uh, Gorilla Monsoon on air already says, like, that's not a real title. There's only one title, the WWF the title. title. Yeah. And they're supposed to do, like, Flair Hogan at Mania. It's all big. And then for but some reason. Flair is like, it's such a weird thing where I think Hulk Hogan, the difference between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair is, like, Ric Flair is, like, this one of those. He's like a comedian you, we would see who is great but always has self-doubt. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan's like a very good comedian who has no self-doubt and actually business sense. Because Ric Flair just gets bowled over by the WWF in like record time. Yeah. You know? And it was actually Vince McMahon actually thought of changing his name from Ric Flair at this time. But instead he just took away the Nature Boy thing. And it's weird because Ric Flair, you've already had the Ric Flair character kind of done by the Million Dollar Man in the WWF way you can do it. Because you can't really, in the early 90s, be like, this guy has got a lot of bunch of STDs, but he's got too much money for them to affect his bloodstream. Hello, AIDS. Goodbye, AIDS. He has well, enough money. Also, the thing is that I think Ric Flair came in at the wrong time. If Ric Flair had come in when he initially was supposed to, which when was, was that? The headline the first SummerSlam. That's when he wanted him originally. That came really close. Yeah, that came really close. But this is uh, the Jim Hurd problems. Uh, but that's when they pretty much gave Ric Flair the book in the NWA, did they not? Mm-hmm. That's when he, like... And that's the difference between Ric Flair and other people is like, uh, oh, hey, I have the book. Everyone can beat me now. Um, that's true. He also is a terrible booker, though, is the one problem. Like, everyone can beat him, but it's also like, everyone can beat me also... Sting. That's all that matter. Like, you, like <laughs> well, you gotta build up that next big star, baby cakes. It only is really good when he's facing Ric Flair. Yeah, but I mean, if you're gonna, you can't have an active wrestler and a booker. Like, no, that's, you can't. That's a player coach. Unless thing. you're Kevin Nash, who's you, very good, very good at it. No he pro- actually was the best. He was really good. There were no problems with that whatsoever when he did it. <laughs> so Ric Flair. I mean, I, I, once again, I'm gonna uh, throw this out there through the lens of like we, me and John lived in Canada, so we didn't really get WCW. I didn't really know who Ric Flair was, Mm-mm. but you can tell people he's a big deal. He comes on with a belt that they then had to. Uh, blur out because it was the official property and they of kept the NWA. It the real world championship, yeah. which was an interesting way of being like, what the fuck? Of acknowledging there might be other wrestling organizations out there, but not giving them any credence. Also, yeah. by putting him with Bobby the Brain Heenan in this weird way where Heenan's not really his manager, but perfect is, it gave him this weird air. It was really, really good, but apparently it was just like him and Hogan had no fucking chem- chemistry in the ring. No one really knows what doesn't know why they didn't do that match at WrestleMania and went with Macho Man instead because I'm, the houses went down. That's what I think, but it's weird that they did. Like it's just, but I think it's also part of it is a lot of people didn't know who the fuck Ric Flair was. Yeah, and like I said, I think that they the if you strip the sex away from the Ric Flair character, it's basically the Million Dollar Man. Yeah, which the, everyone's already seen. That's a yeah, good point. and ex- and the other thing is in W in this time in the WWF explicitly saying what something is is someone's character there's zero subtlety so like saying this is rick flair you should already know who this is the nature boy they would have had to call him like sex man rick yeah you know like the million dollar man literally his name is the million dollar man what's his character he probably has a ton of money and he's a dick your dad's friend at the at the sales office (laughs) who smells like tuna exactly (laughs) and the you're keyed up and who is a threat to hulk hogan Big muscle people who destroy people, right? So 
with Flair, they came in, and you can't really do... You're in this weird middle ground, because if you're reintroducing an audience to Ric Flair, half the people watching this are going to be pissed off because you're trying to introduce me to who Ric Flair is, and the other half don't know who Ric Flair is. So there's no, like, middle ground. It's it's a lot like bringing in an indie guy now. Mm -hmm. It sounds weird to say the NWA is an indie, but it's like... But to the Fed, it was. Yeah, so they quickly get out of the Ric Flair. But by the way, Hogan loses the title... Uh, to the Undertaker at Tuesday in Texas when Flair helps with interference with a chair. Um, he then wins it back uh, six days later. Sorry. Hogan wins it back six days later. Tuesday from- in Texas. Now, the reason why they do Tuesday in Texas is they want to try and have two different opportunities for pay-per-views. Yo, sorry. Uh, yeah, he lost it. Uh, he lost it at Survivor Series and then six days later lost it at Tuesday in Texas. They did two pay-per-views within the span of six days. Weird. Weird and stupid. So fucking stupid. Also, the Survivor Series uh, literally just comes across like an advertisement for uh, Tuesday in Texas. Rick exactly. F- uh, Rick Flair also... It's interesting because also this leads to Hulk Hogan just having a feud with Sid, which is incredibly lackluster. The Ultimate Warrior comes back because WrestleMania- this is WrestleMania 8, all that sort of stuff. Hogan basically isn't seen for that entire year. They're now transitioning into Bret Hart. Rick Flair's around. This is a real low point for the Fed. And Vince pretty actively is saying we need to get Hogan back. He's the key to everything. Yeah. Which well, they've true. also pitched at this point, they pitched the f- Sid. This is one of the weirdest stories. They fight super hard to get Sid. And then they get Sid Justice. He comes in as like a super baby face and basically says no i don't want to be a baby face like they want to make yeah they want to make they want to make over the new hulk hogan and he's like nah i want to be a big vicious heel and so much so that that pissed vince mcmahon off vince mcmahon never wanted to work with him again and only did because kevin nash was like come on it'll be great and he was like no i've dealt with this fucking idiot before it's gonna be awful and vince was absolutely right we're going to take, on this record-length episode, we're going to take another break. It's going to be super fast. Here it goes now. Woo-hoo. Hey, Dylan, we're trying to do this break really fast. Go. Okay, uh, please rate, subscribe to the Wrestler Review. And we have websites. Please buy our albums off our websites. TheJohnHastings.com and DylanNagot.com. The A is for attentive. We're in post-WrestleMania 8. <laughs> you got to just tell me we're... All right, so post-WrestleMania 8. I thought I had, quite frankly. This is All right, so this is uh, Sid Vicious. Sorry. Sid Vicious Hulk Hogan is the worst match that um, uh, Hulk Hogan does. God damn it, do I love Sid, though. I Sometimes well, I remember why I love Sid. Here's one. one. He uh, and Kane do this, too, where they do the chokeslam where they don't support the guy's back. They yeah. just fucking jump. <laughs> he jumps, and then they just throw him down. It's great. Sid had Harvey Whippleman, which the first time I was like, I don't think I've seen Harvey Whippleman manage someone who won matches regularly. Yeah, he in Sept uh, Bertha Faye. Exactly. Bertha Faye did very well. Well, like only comedy characters really for Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb. True, true, true. True. He was he was a monster manager back in the day. It's also crazy, by the way, that Adam Bomb never wrestled Hulk Hogan, which you're like, that is the perfect Hulk Hogan heel. Yeah. Just another guy with a fucking beautiful body. Oh my god, it is a, like a bag of snakes. <laughs> okay. What? It's so sinewy. It's like a bunch of bags of potatoes. Beautiful, sweet, sinewy potatoes. I want to kiss him. 
Oh, John just farted out. It was all come, 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 come. Around this time also is Physics Man's indictment for steroids. Yolo, yolo, yolo. Suddenly Hulk Hogan looks much smaller as does the Ultimate Warrior. Hulk Hogan goes on Arsenio Hall and says he's never taken steroids, and then has to say that's not true when he's called as a federal witness. Yeah, this is also people. The whole, the warrior got off steroids, and given the fact that it is the early '90s and wrestling fans, there was, was a rumor. Guy. Yeah, they th- they thought he was dead, and he came back. They also because part of that also came from the fact that he was wearing a signet with his re- his muscles painted on it. Yeah, exactly the old giant Gonzalez thing. That's so funny. So uh, they do the Sid gets hogan out of the room i want Rumble. everyone to know right now i have farted and it is grotesque smelling in the studio but when studio, do you think I mean, it's going to be an ipad app where you can get smells i don't know but i want it now i want to be able to be i want people to be able to smell what i smell eat who be, i eat <laughs> there's gonna be fart twitter like it's oh. just gonna be it's just gonna be smells twitter and it's just gonna be like ooh a baguette Ooh, shit it. Like, it's going to be like... The co- How horrible would porn stars smell Twitter be? <laughs> I don't think that bad. Why? How bad do you think a, a post... Like a post eight hour days... I'm assuming it's those showers. It's not people no, no, fucking... No. And We're talking pre-shower. Just that march after a rough day just getting the wrong <laughs> shots of an S&M shoot just oh, leather no. and cum and sweat and bathtubs of pee just, yeah that's I don't like that it's like deathmatch wrestling bro here's what I gotta say is I've uh, was really into some rough stuff there for a minute and I've really, scaled, <laughs> really okay. scaled back my porn tastes <laughs> rough stuff is bad uh, because I should say rough stuff is bad. Oh, get this. Oh, we think we're understanding different things. Uh, Who has the energy for that stuff? I've just been watching it. I got into some real kinky nonsense on the internet. I've never, I I don't think I've ever watched a porno that wasn't like man and woman have sex. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Two women and a man have sex. That's it. I've definitely done that. I also, very briefly, and by briefly, I mean like last week, I really got into orgies for like two days. (laughs) Orgies are just like, what's happening? I can't get it. I can't. I can't stop just thinking about the admin involved. <laughs> well, it's just kind of like a battle royal where it's like nothing <laughs> nothing matters anymore. Yeah, there isn't. The only one who really wins is the observer. <laughs> <laughs> An orgy, I imagine, would be like if you were in like a parking lot fight between two large groups of people. It's just kind of like, I don't know if it was a good or bad fight. I don't know what happened. Everyone lost is what happened because everyone gets hit in the back of the head. I just know I was there. <laughs> Or imagine if you were in an orgy and someone didn't want to have sex with you, where you just finally were like, ah, and they were that like, apparently no. does happen. It's also there's a big disparity um, in the orgy community of super attractive people because usually they're it's a lot of like yeah hippies and old dudes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, the orgy community I'm assuming is just ugly people. There's probably a sharp contrast between old people who are like, I don't care, let's just fuck something, and then young people who are like, I want to fuck everybody. I want to fuck everyone that says yes and most that say no. Those I, are, I want to wear a uh, fuck you. Nice. So Hulk Hogan returned to the WWF after, after the- a year. What was he doing in that year? He was filming such things as terrible movies. <laughs> like what? I think it, I think this might have been Suburban Commando. Um, Which he says he still likes. Uh, I watched it about a year ago. It's fucking great. <laughs> what else are you going to do? 
Yeah, it's 91. It's Suburban Commando. It fucking... It's all... Chris... Isn't it crazy that Suburban Commando also was the same look he used as Hollywood Hulk Hogan? Uh, not a, it is exactly the same look. It's exactly also. the same look. Christopher Lloyd is such a good actor in it. It's fucking amazing. Like, he literally is, like, compellingly, like... When he gets frozen and it's just not explained, it's so fucking good. <laughs> so... And The Undertaker's in it for no reason. Oh, I fucking love it. So, WrestleMania 8, Hulk Hogan beats Sid, and uh, he beats Sid by DQ due to uh, Harvey Whippleman's interference. Um, he's then attacked by Papa Shango. No, wrong. Papa Shango uh, interferes. Oh, no, sorry. And that's how... Yeah, you, you tell... All right. So, uh, WrestleMania 8, Hulk Hogan. This is the big... Because this is the big fucked up leg drop spot. Yeah, this is the only time... Sid kicks out of the only time anyone's kicked out of the leg drop. By the way, no. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Warrior missed a leg drop. I fucked up earlier. Yeah. The, and uh, no, someone's kicked out of the leg drop for sure. Name them. Find us on Twitter. Name the person who's kicked out of the leg Ooh. drop. You fucking idiot. Did Brock kick out of the leg drop? No, Brock's never kicked out of anything. He's always been pinned. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people have kicked out of the leg drop. I think up until this point is what I'm more. Oh, mean. okay, cool. This, so Sid was the first person to kick out of the leg drop. Yeah, and by the way, George the Animal Steel, who was Hulk Hogan's road agent, not for this match, but beforehand, was asked if someone's going to kick if someone's going to kick out of leg. There is a missed spot. And it looks like someone's going to have to kick out of the leg drop. What do you do as the referee? And George Animal steals. Oh, it's very simple. You count one, two, and then you fake a heart attack and die. (laughs) (laughs) That's super funny. Fuck, I love George the Animal. George the Animal Steel is the best because, remember, wrestling was his summer job that he would do in the summer when he wasn't a high school gym teacher. (laughs) And then when WrestleMania and all that happened, he went from being like a diabolical evil heel Mm -hmm. to just being this cartoon. And it was like, great. I don't give a fuck. Lovable George. Yeah. Lovable, tarred George. George, what's your going to, what do you do? I'm going to goose Elizabeth. Yeah. He wants to, why won't Elizabeth let George just fuck her? (laughs) He's a bad guy because he won't let her, let him fuck her. The reason why this is... Adrian Adonis is gay and that's bad. (laughs) And women should just fuck everyone they want to fuck them. Women should fuck this severely older, ugly man. And just all that hair. Think of how much nut he produces. Probably shoots a long rope. Mm. (laughs) Probably shoots a fucking tire. Our king ropes of Jesus, Dylan. So he takes a year off. <laughs> of Jesus. So he takes a year off. In this year, Bret Hart has risen to be the WWF champion. I do remember this. I do remember Hulk Hogan you co- do, do remember. coming back um, with Brutus Beefcake and Jimmy Hart. Like this is when this is when Hulk Hogan really is like. I don't know how you would explain it. He's politicked successfully so far, but Vince has kind of keeping some of it in check. And this is the point when Hulk Hogan's full ham, like I, my character on TV is that I hang out with my friends because your business is down and Vince is nuts, so he thinks that this old dude who is a retread is going to get him back to 1984, which is not... That's just not how things work. It's also... 
The industry is changing because they've Hogan's now been exposed as a liar because all the the fucking steroid stuff is. Yeah, the say your prayers, vitamins, shit is done. Is done. It's done like it's fun now. The other so sorry, feud Mega Maniacs versus uh, Money Inc. They of course go over. And then we get to WrestleMania nine. Keep in mind, this is the last. We have no one has seen Hogan in a fucking year. He comes back and is yeah. basically challenges for this thing. Shows up with the black eye, which the rumor was is that Macho Man Sa- Randy Savage punched him in the face over Elizabeth. Okay. Instead, he no, he just hit his head. Bully's paddle boarding. <laughs> yeah, and but they did. It added a bit to it because they claimed that um, yeah, Ted, Di- Ted DiBiase paid some guys to beat him up at a gym. Oh, great. I just love any angle where the million dollar man, they can just like, but DiBiase paid for that. Yeah. So good. It's so fucking good. So so WrestleMania 9, the big thing happens where Yokozuna beats Bret Hart. And of course, uh, Hogan comes down, pins Yoko, end of WrestleMania 9. Is uh, everyone's having a, a super good time? Hogan doesn't even take off his fucking weight belt or cowboy boots. Nope. Vince comes out. Was he like came out like crying and hugged him or some shit? Ran out and said, "You're home. You're home." Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, the original plan was that Brett would kind of do hold up Hogan's hand, uh, and kind of in a weird way, like Warrior Hogan. Yeah. Uh, hold up his hand and then kind of like infer that I'm gonna turn on you. But in reality, what happened was uh, Hogan posed. Got, well, yeah, Hogan posed A and B, got the title and said, I'm not losing it to Brett because I don't lose to people that are smaller than me. Yeah. So he lost to Yoko. By the way, this is not, and the original plan was for them to eventually build to a face versus face Yeah. at um, SummerSlam. Yeah. Hogan claims that's not true. Brett claims it is true and points to the fact that they did a promo photo shoot of them wrestling over the belt mm-hmm. and has the photos to prove it. <laughs> yeah, that's Hulk Hogan. I don't remember the exact story. So well, you've, also- you've read his book and I haven't, but I've read both of I've read yeah. both of them. But is there not a story times. in it? Is there not a story in it where Hogan says and there was this kid, this make a wish kid, he came out and he was like, "I need you to win the match tonight, Hulk." There's a lot of those. There's a lot and, of And uh, I said, "Yeah, I will." And I did. And then Meltzer was like, he was not on that pay-per-view. He was filming, like, Thunder in Paradise at the time, you know? Yeah. There was a bunch of those. Every single chapter in those books ends with, like, and then this person in my life told me, go do that, and that's why I did it. That's why. Ends justify the means, guys. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I love a guy who will just say some shit that didn't happen, though. It's fucking ridiculous. It's the bust. So... Between this and, uh, sorry, so uh, in something you would think by but I think everything you know about Vince McMahon now, uh, Vince basically, I mean, this is also Vince McMahon with competition, so it's a different guy. He'll kind of do what he has to do, but he chooses Brett over Hogan to the point where he's just like, give up the title and give yeah, me a release, out, get out of and here. then Hogan goes back to Japan uh, where he's making even more money yeah. and pisses off Vince a bunch because and now I really I remember this, but Hogan and this was in the PWI mm-hmm. uh, when I was nine, uh, where Hogan said, "Yeah, I have the WWF title. It's great." But he knew he was gonna have to do- drop the title, so ahead of time to PWI, and he did this on tape. He said, 
the WWF titles right, but I haven't won the IWGP title. Like last time I won it was in the early '80s, and, and that is the, the true quintessential high point in wrestling. So basically, he's like, "Fucking Japan, please, yeah, have me back." And then they do, and they pay him fucking shit tons of money. Of course, because why not be by coastal? Yeah, he's fucking because he's Hulk, Hulk fucking Hogan. Hogan. By the way, we're like we're gonna shit on because we're like wrestling fans, but. As far as like a com- like I'm like me and John are both comedians. We wish we could do this to people. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, God bless you. What's the best thing about this era of Hogan? By and far away, the promos. He's spectacular. Okay. He talks them into the building. That's the thing no one talks about. He talks everyone in the building by saying gobbledygook. Yeah. He is he better than Dusty? Yeah. Dusty's in, Dusty has the hard times from I find it difficult to listen to Dusty because he's a lispy idiot. Hey, let me tell you everybody, I just wanted to know I've got a wide tongue for my face. I feel like Dusty is more Dusty versus Hogan as far as promos go. Dusty's really laid back and I think that would play well better like sorry I think it would play way better now in a weird way I agree but for those that 20 years oh ooh, that's for you I have to cry I have to go cry <laughs> no I don't I'm a man <laughs> when someone confronts me you and I do I rip out all my pubes and I drink my own fucking blood John because I'm a man why do you drink your own blood what do you- because I'm a vampire kiss me mm, I'm alive forever let's fuck Dylan so yeah, and Dusty was like he would have been he was better in the seventies, and he'd be better now. But Hogan for those twenty years, the eighties and nineties, yeah. Super energetic muscle man who wants you to come see him punch someone in the face. I'm buying that every time. Yeah, and it's also he looks He's like fantastic. An, he looks like an athlete. He's someone you can brand in. He's fucking great. He's absolutely fantastic. Uh so the so promos. Sorry. We're doing best and worst, right? Yeah. What's I just lost best? my mind. <laughs> We have been talking exclusively about Hulk Hogan for upwards of two hours. Yeah. Ah. And also, by the way, we have to record this episode again because we had technical difficulties the first time. <laughs> so, like, I think we've all just lost our minds. <laughs> Let me say this about Hulk Hogan in the WWF. He is the quintessential fucking backstage politician fuckwit. Yeah. And there are so many different ways. But it's very interesting in that, like, Vince still just wants Hulk Hogan back. Like, yeah. John Cena is just Hulk Hogan. Steve Austin wasn't looked at because he's not Hulk Hogan, and then they basically just turned him into a version of Hulk Hogan with the drinking beer as his posing. That's true. Like, that's extremely true, yeah. Like and that, it was the same thing where it's like, what happens at the end? Uh, Stone Cold Stunners, everybody get some beers. Yeah. And even like they kind of toned down him being, don't trust anybody, I stunner anyone for a bit. Yeah, well... A bit. The only difference is that like Austin got fucking hurt. Yeah. And also was a dick and was like, ah, I got to go beat my wife and leave for a while. <laughs> but same thing, though. You give a guy clout, he's going to use that clout. Like, I would say, I would argue that my best thing about Stone Cold, or sorry, but about Hulk Hogan is he is the best businessman in pro wrestling history during this period. You're wrong. Okay. No, you're not wrong at all. It's an actual very, very good point. Cool. He isn't as good an actor as the rock in not even in the same stratosphere and i'm sure if the rock hadn't have spent like how many what if he was a regular performer for like what like four or five years like the guy is a fucking phenom the rock is but hulk hogan even when he knows he's up against the wall Mm -hmm. like the ultimate warrior performance for hulk hogan is like 
up against the wall, game seven, you're down, like this is your last shot. And he literally, because he was so good in that performance, got another 10 gray ears of wrestling out of himself. 10 years is a top drop because in losing... Holy shit, that's a great point. In losing to the Ultimate Warrior in... Like, he goes for the leg, he misses it, the Warrior hits a splash, he pins him, like, goes down like that in as definitive a way pretty much as you can in a face-versus-face encounter. Like, the Warrior is now faster, stronger, and smarter than you. That's what you've set up in this match. In doing that, he gets himself all the sympathy... And makes himself even more over because now he's overcoming something for the first time ever in his career. He's no longer the invincible guy. That's over. Now he has to overcome uh, everything and he gets another three years out of that run. If he would have just fucking lied down, done the match, and the match would have been that good. And he would have just been like, oh, here, and then let the warrior have his time in the sun instead of doing all those like great facials afterwards. Holding, like, basically, because it wasn't planned for Hogan to stay in the ring and hold his hand no. up and go, like, that wasn't planned. He was supposed to just fucking take a powder out. Because that's why I'm assuming Shawn Michaels did what he did to Brett. Because when he was like, this is my fucking ring, get the fuck out of my ring. Because he, in his head, he's thinking, like, gonna Brett's going to fucking try and Hogan me. So get the fuck out of my ring. And that's why I think uh, th- that part is so great. Like, he's a great businessman because he's always, like, he knows when his back's up against the wall and he always does something to reinvent himself. We'll get into it in the final part of the, the series, one. but he does it to The Rock at the rest- the other WrestleMania in Toronto. He does it to The Rock. Ag- he does the exact same thing he did to The Rock to The Ultimate Warrior. But it doesn't and work. And to make, no, it doesn't work the second time, but it works the first time because he gets himself over as a face and gets himself another fucking title run. At 50. Oh, yeah. Like, he's fucking brilliant, man. And he makes... And here's what he did. And this is like... You can't... I'll use a sports analogy, but he made The Rock look like the ultimate warrior. Which is like... If you think about that in talent terms... It's like making LeBron James look like Scottie Pippen. I... Yeah, I mean, that's a bad analogy. You're no, a fucking big-headed piece of shit. It's a fucking great analogy. I'm gonna no, it's like, making LeBron James, uh, it's like making LeBron James look like fucking Mike James. No one knows who that is. Mike James? Google him. He was on the Raptors for one year. He was a dick. <laughs> he, uh, The Raptors were trying to throw the series, so uh, they were trying to throw the season, so Mike James said, well, you know what? I've never been in Major League Basketball before. I take 30 shots a game now. And he fucking did it. <laughs> he was the worst. He would just show up at half court and start shooting and he would miss <laughs> and he'd be like, I mean, well, that's ha- why are you even signing me? This is awful. I'm a very bad basketball player. He was great. But yeah, he he's just a, he's a, like a intergalactic kissable boy. I'm going to edit that part out. No, you're my not. brain you're, stopped again. <laughs> but he was, We've he, talked about Hulk Hogan for too what's long. What's the worst thing about Hulk Hogan? This During this period. <laughs> this podcast. This podcast, because it's gone on too long. The worst thing about him? In-ring ability, especially post-WrestleMania 3. Yeah. It's so bad. He's not good. Besides the Sergeant Slaughter match, every single one of those matches is effectively unwatchable. He's a large, them. large man, and he's fallen on his bum bum quite a bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so his bum bum doesn't work and his legs don't work. His leggy waggies are sorry worry. Oh. I, I would say the um, I, I say that's a lie. The worst thing about Hulk Hogan is your face. No, ooh, I think it's his in ring. I think it's his in ring work. It's hard. He's kind yeah. of the perfect wrestler in this period, in that he's sort of everything. So it's hard. Like worst thing, but I'd say yeah, worst thing is his in ring ability. He's just not that good of a wrestler. Mm. Change of attire for me when he changed. 
when he started wearing the like weird when he's the weight belt hulk hogan is just unnecessary oh my Don't god have a that's a great pull i love the weight belt i love i love the weight belt I love hey the, all right your I, hangout attire is a weight belt and cowboy boots I love it get fucked I love it so much that his hangout attire just backstage at home cowboy boots still wrestling trunks just pants version oh and then Oh, and th- this is—it's just so weird. And that, then when like, you see photos of him in PWI, he's wearing Zumba pants. Oh, but Hulk Hogan, by the way, is one of the least fashionable human beings ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a—he's a dude from Tampa Bay. <laughs> if you ever been to Tampa Bay, Florida, never gonna go. Jesus fucking Christ! But moreover than that, when we get to WCW next week, which I think is unfortunately going to be another two-hour-long episode. I mean, it might be three just on the spaghetti (laughs) chain he tried to open in the mall. (laughs) Three hours on the time he wore those baggy pants and was accompanied by the Hells Angels. The main part of every diet, dude, is spaghetti. (laughs) 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 And he was like, most most of what a child eats should be spaghetti. But what's crazy about it is we're now entering with a Hulk Hogan career. Is we are going from like... He is at this moment the apex Wayne Gretzky gold standard of this of wrestling industry. If he had retired, like actually retired from wrestling and been uh, and gotten like because the the Rock, what he did is he took he didn't really take any B rolls. He took a he took a bit part in the Mummy and then built on that. So his first movie was a big widely released blockbuster. Whereas Hulk Hogan was like, I want to be the star. Yeah. And it's really, you can see, that's his wrestling mind, too. I want to be the star, so he takes all these B-movies and just does B-movies forever. Yeah. You know? So, um, if he had have just managed his acting career, as well as he managed his wrestling career, um, then he and he would have ended at, at this period, he would have been like, okay, well, that was a great... Minus the Yokozuna thing, I suppose. But if, if you know, that would have been great. But he didn't at yeah. all. Also, pop quiz. Who is the cameraman? That gets on the ring and shoots Hulk Hogan with a fireball. Harvey Wellwoman. Damn it. <laughs> YOLO. Um, I can't wait for next week, everybody. It'll be a continuation of the... This is part two. That'll be part three. Uh, we're getting into Pasta Hulk Hogan. We're getting Dungeon into of Doom Hulk Hogan. Dungeon of Doom Hulk Hogan. NWO Hulk nope, Hogan. not that. Yes, we have to. No, none you, of you it. We're not going to address it? No. Dungeon Just of not Doom address for the three most hours. pivotal moment of his... <laughs> of maybe wrestling? Don't care about it. Um, Pasta Hogan, Dungeon of Doom, Hulk Hogan. The only things that mattered from his WCW run. We'll talk about... The time Shaquille O'Neal just hung out with him a bunch because he kept getting booed. Yeah, exactly. They brought back... <laughs> they brought in Shaq. They brought back Mr. T. They brought back Zeus. Um, then oh. he... Nothing happened for 96 through 99. And then he... The Jeff Jarrett thing. <laughs> that's, that's all we're talking about. Yeah, we're only talking about Face Hogan. I don't care about <laughs> Heel Hogan. <laughs> No, Hugh Hogan's the best because then we get all the NWO stuff. Dennis Rodman. Sorry, what? That didn't happen. Dennis Rodman. What do Hulk Hogan and a heel and global warming have in common? They're I- both not real. <laughs> How about that, huh? Agree. I dropped the microphone because I was laughing so hard at Dylan's joke. We need to wrap this up because I have a shit I'm about to do that's making me incredibly emotional. Ooh, go, go, go. Bye, bye. Um, one last thing. Actually, we'll, no, we'll record that in a second. Bye, 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 bye. All right, bye, everybody. Goodbye. Hulkamaniacs, when I said that WrestleMania 6 was more intense than all five WrestleManias put together, I meant it, brothers. 
Every workout that I train is more intense. The pressure on my back is more intense than ever before. And every minute that I try to sleep, my heart pounds like a drum. I feel Hulkamania's in danger right now, Hulkamaniacs. This is the ultimate test of all times. And when I get in danger, I go back to my roots. I go back to the instincts. That's why I went back to Gold's Gym, Venice Beach, California, the power pit. That's why I went to the magic mirror, and I said, mirror, mirror on the wall. It's the ultimate warrior, the one that's going to make the Hulkster rise and fall. Usually I get a clear-cut answer, Hulkamaniacs. But this time, the magic mirror looked at me and said, Hulkster, you understand the natural balance of nature. You understand the food chain. You'll know if it happens. You'll know when it comes. All of a sudden, Hulkamaniacs, I started getting worried. The mirror faded out. There were no more answers. That's when I realized that WrestleMania 6 was the most important day for the rest of our lives because it will predict the future. Ultimate Warrior, if you're that little teeny Hulkamaniac that has trained and said his prayers and eaten his vitamins and finally rose to the number one contender position, I don't recognize you, brother. Maybe that's why you wore the war paint. Maybe that's why you cover your face so I won't know who you are. But as we get into WrestleMania 6 and you feel the power of the largest arms in the world, as I wipe that war paint off your face, Ultimate Warrior, if I realize that you are the new chosen one, I have an obligation to my Hulkamaniacs to fight with everything in my heart. My heart is strong like a lion. My arms are like the redwood trees in the forest. I have no flaws. My thoughts, my mind, my soul is pure. But Ultimate Warrior, it has been written, it has been said, and it shall be done in WrestleMania 6. And if I find out that you're the one that has to walk for an eternity in my shoes, brother, let it be. But you've got to prove to me by beating me and all my Hulkamaniacs that you are the Ultimate Hulkamaniac. And if you're not... What's that gonna do when the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Wait, what's going on here? Hold on, man. What are you doing with him? You guys aren't together. Come on, man. Andre, what are you doing here with Heenan? What's going on? Andre, listen, man. You can't be here with him. Don't you know what Heenan's done to me? To these people out here since you've been gone? It can't be so. Andre, listen to me. Day one, man, when I set my eyes on you, brother, you're the reason I got in professional wrestling. You were like a god to me, a role model. You can't be here with him, man. You're the one that took me all the way from nothing to the world's title. Andre, you can't be with him, man. No, no, wait one minute. You're the one that taught me, man, about respect for the fans, about helping the kids. You're the one that taught me about good sportsmanship. You set the, the mold for me to follow, man. What are you doing here with him? I'll tell you what he's doing here with me. He's sick and tired of you and what you stand for. Let me tell you something, Hogan. You're the one that for three years as world champion used this man. You're also the vermin that made this man. I can't tell you what I think about. You used him, they gave him a trophy. But no, that wasn't good enough. It was a littler trophy than yours. But you had to walk out and steal that moment. You're so jealous of this man, you can't stand it. He, oh, this is the man for 15 years that
that is undefeated. But did you ever once? No, man, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. When I won the world title, he poured champagne over my head. It was like a bond of friendship. You're wrong, even. Did you ever once, once in your life, offer him a championship match? You laughed behind his back. No, Andre, listen, it's not happening. Tell me it's not so, man. Even though you came out here with him, you don't have to leave with him. It's not happening. Thank you, Ansel, my shoulders. One more thing to say to you, Hogan. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm there for one reason. To challenge you for a world championship match in the WrestleMania. Andre, please, no, it's not happening. We're friends. We're friends, Andre, please. You can't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. Andre, what are you doing, man? You can't leave like this, man. What are you doing, Andre? You can't my cross the shirt. What's wrong with him, man? You can't leave like this. You're bleeding. It's not how Andre, come back, man. You don't have to leave like this. What no, is he no, doing? Man. You're bleeding. Jesus. What's come, come. Andre. Come on. 